Y'all, Buddy is in such a mood today. Like, he's been so sassy off camera. I haven't been sassy, I've been funny. Uh-huh, super funny. <laughs> he told me I wasn't a go-getter, because I... <laughs> because she said I would go get it, but I, like, speaking of this mug, it was over there, we're here getting ready for the broadcast, and she said I would go get it, but, and I'm like, but you're not a go-getter. And it's funny. These are the jokes I've been dealt all morning long, guys. And, and now yeah. you're subject to them and as well. everyone in the studio has been laughing hysterically all morning. And by everyone, he means him. And everyone in my and head. <laughs> the audience in my head that's cheering me on. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast, everybody. Hey, Becca. Hey, Nat. Hey, Dixie. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Kevin. <laughs> I was going to say hi to myself, but that's me. Um, guys, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you. And sharing is caring. Share the broadcast. Go ahead, mm -hmm. take some time, share it. Today is going to be a great day here on the broadcast. Great. Great day. Um, because we have Buddy's favorite segment. It's the probably price is right. We have The Price is Right today. After The Price is Right, we have a time of prayer, followed by What's Right Elementary, and then we'll be wrapping it up with What's the Word as we're talking. We're going into our fifth, uh, fifth life revelation. It's going to be awesome. You know what's a weird word? Fifth. Fifth. Because you're saying like fifth. Fifth. The English language is really weird. George mm -hmm. says that he would laugh at your jokes. Thanks. Um, Wait, what does that mean? I would laugh. <laughs> I would laugh. I think that was him affirming If he you. was here, he yes. would laugh. Yes. I got you. I thought it was like, I would laugh it was, if it was funny or something like that. <laughs> no, but George is on your team. Thank George you, George. George is on team corny jokes. I appreciate it. Marky says, hey, guys. Uh, Rebecca says, great. Mm -hmm. And then Dixie's saying hi to Becca. Okay, guys, we have some awesome family questions, and here's what we want you to do today. Answer them in the comments because... The person who helps us hit 100 comments first, you get a gift card from us. So really, we just want to help mm -hmm. you get money. Like that's, yeah. that's our heart, is we want to bless you. So help us get to 100 comments fastest. William says the English, <laughs> the English language is three languages in a trench coat. <laughs> what in the world does that mean? I don't know, but I love William's brain. I really want to guess what the languages are now. Latin, maybe? British, English. British is English. I, but it's its own thing. They spell things different. And biscuits are cookies over there. <laughs> yeah. Eo in the booth. True. <laughs> <laughs> Becca says, corny jokes are the best. Amen. Thank you, Becca. Hi, Joni. Hey, Joni. Um, okay, question number one today. Here we go. Dum -ba -dum -bum -bum. What board game are you absolutely amazing at? You know what board game I'm not amazing at? Monopoly. You know a board game like no one enjoys to play? Monopoly. Except for um, Rachel. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't think I'm amazing at any games. I'm just moderately decent at most of them. I... <laughs> does that make sense? I, I... It does make sense, but I would disagree. I feel like you are the king of the games anytime we come together in any sort of group setting and a, a game, game takes place, I feel like you end up like being the champion of the game. Interesting. I thought that was usually Pastor. I mean, but, Pastor does it yeah. too. I'm just thinking, like, what's the one that will... Oh, the Jackbox, Jackbox games. games. So those, those Jackbox games, real quick, uh, Eo said, sorry, 
the game, sorry, she's not apologizing. <laughs> and Clue, EO, or William said Risk. Um, Johnny one. said Scrabble, Becca says Monopoly and Scrabble. Uh, Pastor Nicole says amazing is a strong word. I'm decent at sorry and checkers. Checkers <laughs> is a good one. Um, George says um, all of them, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, sorry. Wow, there's a lot of people really good at sorry. I want to have them all play one game <laughs> and just see who's the best. Pastor Nicole says, I like Scrabble, too. And mm. then Marky's just greeting all the people. Marky is like the greeter at the door. Hello, Billy. Hello, Joni. Welcome. But, <laughs> she loves sorry. But anyway, uh, Jackbox games are like board games on your TV. That you And like your piece, basically what you do is you use your phone as kind of the controller and stuff. And it's really fun. And I'm usually good at those because they, they involve more wit than they wit. involve like knowledge and strategy yeah. like when it comes to strategy games uh, uh those are ones that i i kind of like but they're but if there's too much involved, yeah. like getting to learn the game is the hard part so, for a strategy game. So here's the thing. William Aldridge, who is watching in the comments, William Aldridge is good at every trivia game. Mm -hmm. So I don't, again, I don't think I'm amazing at any game either. Um, I don't love games in general. Like I'm mm. like, eh, I'll pass on those. But if I'm going to be on somebody's team with any yes. game, I'm going to be on William's team. Yeah. Like, I pick William. William is my first draft pick every single time. George says, nobody. They are not like board games. Um, so yeah. I guess the team, George Buddy, that had existed a moment ago it's is now broken now. up. Um, That's okay. I think the one that I'm, like, the closest to being amazing at is Mancala. Do you remember that game? Never heard of it. So that's the one where it's, like, it's the wooden set, and they have, like, I don't know how many holes, like, six or eight, like, holes on either side of like the board. Like Chinese checkers? No, it, it's set up more like, um, oh, it just left my brain. It's it's a board that's kind of like a uh, cribbage. Do you know crib? Okay. Look up Mancala, and that's the one I'm good at. I, I, that's, I like games that I can do decent in, so that one. Uh, I'm Wait. not great at Scrabble. Like, I don't love yeah. Scrabble. I like the idea of Scrabble, but... Like I, Words with Friends, did you ever play that? I did play or that. basically Scrabble, except... I did play that one. I, uh, never mind. Marky knows! Marky knows! She knows? Wow. William knows! It's like beans and bowls. <laughs> yes, Marky says it's a game with the pebbles. You guys are my oh, people! You know what board game I was good at? Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry <laughs> Hippos. Oh, and Hi-Ho Cheerio! Did you ever play that one? I played that one, yes. <gasps> oh, now we're going all the way... <laughs> Rachel says, Mandala is such a Barrett game. I mean, it's it, Mancala. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't surprise me, though, that Barrett's best game is the one that none of us have ever heard of. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, you know. Marky puts in the comments, I love Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson. Nelson's such a good man. <laughs> okay, question two. <laughs> oh, man. George says, William is my first draft pick. Um, George, I pick you too, but you're rarely there when I'm playing with William at the same time. Okay. If you ran for president, what would your campaign slogan be? Um, my campaign slogan would be probably something along the lines of, um, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> really? You wouldn't use your Trust name? Trust Jesus. <laughs> you wouldn't use your name as like a joke pun in there to keep it in people's brains? Um, like, vote for a buddy. I'll be your buddy. Buddy for but, president. But that's deceiving because I can't be every American's buddy. 
Why couldn't you? I can be their president. If, if, if I win, I'll be your president. That'll be my slogan. This is why Buddy's not in politics or in <laughs> It's <marketing>. very true. <laughs> William says, well, at least I'm not the other guy. <laughs> George and I have talked about this at length, and I don't know. At length? Yeah, at length. Um, <laughs> okay. Not about like a presidential slogan, but we've, we've joked, and then we've had other people not so joke about George running for like some sort of office here in town. Yeah. Um, and so George, I don't think George has a slogan so much as he now has Now or like, power. <laughs> he has like campaign promises that he knows he'll make. He's oh, like, okay. the first thing is that I'm going to fix all the traffic lights in town so they're not go. like a minute long. And He's going to give everybody a water buffalo. No, but okay. he will, he did promise to make the movie theater better and give us better options. So like the first <laughs> one options. was fixing the traffic lights. The second one was getting better movies. And the third one was to fix the drug problem. So, there you go. In, in those <laughs> and, and that, I was going to say in that order. That's a little okay. out of order, but yeah, it's fine. Okay, question number three. <laughs> so that's what happens if you see George's name um, running for anything. Getting a spammer calling you. This one makes me laugh so hard. If, if you were a state, which state would you be and why? Because it's so random. I'd, I'd say Delaware. Why? That's super random. Cause, just because I'm small. <laughs> I'm a small guy. Pastor says, I've heard the traffic light platform. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole platform that there's was laid out. There's a whole platform. <laughs> That's this is, great. Like, this is, this is absolutely been, what does catatonic mean? Something. Yep, I don't remember what the word means. Pastor just put in the comment, catatonic. Um, I don't remember what the word means. I like the word because it's a big word, but I don't remember what it means. I, uh, William says state of what? If it was a state of matter, I'd probably be gaseous. Good gravy, William. <laughs> um, um, of or in an immobile or unresponsive stupor. That doesn't help. Oh, is that, I understand. He's saying his state would be that state, the state of immovable, like, anyway. Okay. Um, Johnny says North Carolina, because you can get a variety of food. Of course, Johnny's answer has to do with food. <laughs> William is super pleased with <laughs> Pastor's answer. Um, Kevin says catatonic is lights on, but no one home. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that is Pastor Brian's actual state of being. <laughs> I think that could be like a preferred state of being. <laughs> oh, I suddenly get it now. Yeah. Yep. Um, Such a I, big word. I'm trying to, like, William says that he would be the province of Guam. Of course. <laughs> I'm not going to pick one of the 50 states. I'm just going to, I'll be the province of Guam. Uh, George said that he'd be Hawaii because aloha means hello and goodbye. So when I say it, people won't know if I'm saying hello or leaving. <laughs> Rachel okay. says, can I choose a state of being? Why is my question not good enough for you guys? <laughs> Why did you take the already weird question and then go even weirder? I'm super pleased with you guys. Well done. <laughs> well done, everyone. Choose a state of being. Sure. <laughs> Rachel puts in there, sorry, not sorry. I think of like an overall state, I don't actually, like I enjoy the question, but I don't know because I love North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, so I'd want to be North Carolina, but I also like, I don't know, like I'd like to be a, a Western state. 
but I don't know. Minnesota. No, I can't okay. do that. <laughs> Although, that you can pick up the accent super quick. Minnesota. Yep. Do you want to try? Nope. No, come on. No. <laughs> Next question. Uh, William says, Lunch Plus, where weird gets weirder. <laughs> what game show would you like to be the host of? Um, the Price is Right. Look how guttural, instinctual that was. I came easy. <laughs> Barely in <the> <laughs> You put it, buddy would be the prices right. Kevin said he'd be Montana. I can see that. I can see Montana. Um, don't you know. <laughs> Johnny Shaver, don't you know. I, so game show is ultimately just a show that you can win, correct? Um, yes, good. No, so, no, I wouldn't. So there was a pause, <laughs> that was, yes. No, because I knew you were setting yourself up for something that probably wouldn't be considered a game show. Marky says the Puppy Bowl? What is uh, the Puppy Bowl? Every year on Thanksgiving, no, every year on the day of the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, they have the Puppy Bowl, where it's just a bunch of puppies running around a little turf field. And, like, they stream it for, like, an hour. That would 100% be Marky's, absolutely Marky's <laughs> thing, for sure. But no, it's not something you can win. It's something that... It's it's not like if it's not like The Bachelor or something like that where like someone wins and they get married. <laughs> okay, so The Bachelor is my only thing that's off limits. Sounds <laughs> great. Anything in that category? Sure. Um, Johnny like says, Survivor is not a game show. Whatever. Survivor could totally be a game show. They have to play games. No, they I have to like, not die. That's the game. That is the game. That, what in, it's like what Hunger game Games. is more important than that? So Hunger Games. Let, let's say Hunger Games is a game show then. Sure. <laughs> you watched it. It, okay. it made lots of money. Um, Johnny said Family Feud. Though, neither of those are my answers, though. Johnny <laughs> says Family Feud. George That's says Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. George, audition for the Jeopardy game show host. Go now. <laughs> Alex Trebek, may he, you know. William said rest peace. in peace. Yeah. Um, take okay. it. George said, or George, Marky says, do you guys remember Fear Factor? I do. Yes. Arabella says American Ninja Warrior for the older shows. Wait, wait can you imagine Marky being the host of Fear Factor? <laughs> <laughs> She'd like pass out while like the scorpions are crawling over people. That, I would really like to watch that. No, I want to watch that version of it. Um, I think the Olympics, the Olympics are lots of games. And mm -hmm. I, would, I would very much like to just sit there and be like, mm. You didn't do that spin good enough. Everyone, 4.2. Everyone put in the comments, is the Olympics a game show? The Olympic Games. Game is in the title. And you watch it on a show. And there are judges. <laughs> there are hosts of the segments. I, it's fine. We'll let the people decide. If the Puppy Bowl can be a game show, <laughs> then the Olympics can be a game show. I guess so. We don't, <laughs> we're just, you know, doing what we're doing. <laughs> William said, I was going to say, Arabella, don't replace Akbar Gabajabi Lamila. That is the, that's the whole. You said that so easily. <laughs> Do you know how many episodes of American Ninja Warrior I have seen? <laughs> Apparently and, a lot. And that's his legit name. Like, I'm not just saying it like I'm speaking in tongues. Somehow his name is Gabajabila Mila. And it just, that's, awesome. that's the name. Um, Johnny says, be an announcer for Wipeout. That would be fun. <laughs> uh, George says, the Olympics are a sport, but also a game. Because what is basketball? A game. So basketball is a game show? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, before. Kevin's on my side. <laughs> and then Arabella said that she <laughs> He said replaced... Barrett said so, so yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't want to disagree. He's on my side. 
Arabella says, I'd replace Matt Eisman. So by Matt Eisman, it's going to be Arabella and Akbar from now on on American Ninja Warrior. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Family Chat. <laughs> this like was super fun. Do you like how Buddy nicely cuts me off? He's like, all done. All done, guys. We're just rolling. <laughs> well, I just really want to get into the prices. Right. It's true. Also, it's we are a little over time. So, guys, it is time for... The Price is Right. After Price is Right, we have a time of prayer, followed by What's Right Elementary. After that, we will have What's the Word. It's going to be a great day, guys. Make sure you like and share this broadcast. Get the word out. But now we'll see you in just a few seconds for The Price is Right. See, Kevin's on my side. Team Carrot. Sure. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> What is up, guys? Welcome to The Price is Right. Uh, for those of you who have been around for a while, uh, you would know that The Price is Right, the reason why I say right so, you know, emphatically. We don't get sued. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, copyright and all that. <laughs> anyway, um, so guys, uh, welcome to The Price is Right. This, here's how this game goes. What we, what we do is basically, I spend some time on the internet scouring all the things that you can buy, apparently, on the internet. And, uh, and we put them on the screen, and you guys have to guess how much you think those items cost. And right. Buddy's like super stoked about this today. Like I he am. he wanted to show Marky and I the things he found, <coughs> and then realized that he couldn't because we have to play. But yeah. he's he's very excited about it. Yes, I am so excited. <laughs> today we're doing a and probably this week and next week and yeah, this week and next week we will be doing special Christmassy ones. Whoa! Really? Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Uh, Jose said, you can buy anything on the internet. I know, and I'm about to show you that things you didn't even know should exist. Yeah, it's always blowing my mind. Like, <laughs> I know. Every week it blows my mind. I'm so excited about George this George tells me often to, like, be wise and to not somehow end up on the black side, of, like, the black market side of the internet. Oh. Like, he's like, don't, don't go down the hole. Like, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I feel like your Google searches could, could somehow get you there. <laughs> I'm telling you, though. Because of this segment, I've had so many interesting advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Johnny wants to know if you just did spirit fingers. Yes. I just did spirit did. fingers. I got excited. All right, well, starting off our special Christmas thing, yes. but before we jump into the first item, guys, we want you to participate in the comments yeah, as well. Yeah. So as the items come up, I want you to guess how much you think those items cost. Um, yeah, so I'm going to have <laughs> Barrett go first. Yay. You'll guess the price, Done. and Marky will guess whether she thinks it's higher or lower Done. than Barrett's guess. All right. Um, before we continue, <laughs> Rachel pointed out a very important thing. She wants to know if Buddy's wearing a green shirt. It looks like there's a hole Whoa. in your neck. My, my belly. I don't know what I'm doing. 
You're yes, like I have a green Spider shirt underneath. Spider-Man right there. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is cringing. Kevin Buck behind the camera is <laughs> just looking. He's like, buddy, sit down. What are you doing? <laughs> he just said that he's giving himself veto power over clothing. He's protested mine and Marky's color choices all week, and now buddy is transparent. <laughs> I will tuck it in. All right. Well, let's jump in to the first segment or the first item of the day. <laughs> All right, we have Ew. Christmas dinner Yuck. in a can. Yuck. I want to buy it for it's, food. Yuck. It's Christmas dinner in a tin can. Yuck. It's called Christmas tinner. <laughs> Here's so I. So you can see um, the layers of items on that, uh, like on it. Here, here's how the layer goes, starting from top to bottom. And it joins eight dollars. <laughs> starting from top to bottom, here, here's what's in there. You got scrambled eggs and bacon. What? Mince scrambled pie. eggs. <laughs> Mince pie, turkey and dinner. potatoes. For breakfast. Now we're in the turkey. You go through like breakfast. Uh, I guess it starts day. at breakfast. Full day of meals, I guess, in one can. <laughs> Mince pie, turkey and potatoes. <gasps> Mince pie. Gravy, bread Ew. sauce. Uh, What's whatever bread that, sauce? Heck, I don't Stuffing? Know. Um, cranberry <laughs> sauce. You got cranberry sauce, Brussels sprouts with stuffing, roasted carrots and parsnips, and then at the bottom you got dessert Christmas pudding. <laughs> William says I'm disgusted yet oddly intrigued. <laughs> what is so, Christmas pudding? Uh, figgy pudding maybe? I don't know. Uh, Bring us some piggy pudding. Wow. <laughs> so that's a thing. I'm going um, to Google it as soon as this broadcast well, is done. See, I think it's only available in Europe, but you can have Europe? it shipped. Europe? <laughs> what? Is that how you say it? Europe. <laughs> that's not. That's not how you can say it. You said you Europe? Said Europe. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> So I I had to um I had to transfer the money from pounds Whatever. to uh, U.S. dollars. But how much, Barrett? Do you think Christmas thinner costs or tinner? Christmas tinner. Well, you know the Europeans they 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 have some interesting things. Um, that's a great point. Is We're this not, including shipping and handling? It is not. It is okay, not. so if I was in Europe um, and I were to buy this outright, I'm going to say nine dollars and sixty-seven cents. That's very specific. I'm going to say lower. Lower than $9.67? Yeah. All right, you how much? You get a much... whole day's worth of food, though, Marky. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> how much does Christmas tenner cost? It costs hey! $6.72 U.S. dollar I feel like that is definitely way overpriced, though. <laughs> like, for sure. Probably. I'm, I'm really concerned. Like, do people eat this a lot? I don't think so. Is it in is it in England? Because they eat some funky stuff. That's true. But in Europe. In Europe. Guys, exciting! We just hit our hundredth comment. Yay! Suzanne Shaver. Yay! Hey, there, Bella. Well done. William says that's incredibly cost effective for such a meal. <laughs> I agree. Bella says that looks like Jello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next item, next Christmas item of the day, we have a Darth Vader tree topper. George, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever wanted a Darth Vader tree topper? I mean, like George has. Angels are oh so nineteen seventy. It's so big with the cape. It covers the. It covers half the tree. You know, what would be cool is if the cape was a ribbon, like down the whole mm. back of it. That'd be cool, but uh, it's not. 
All right. <laughs> Rachel's in the booth going, Oh, Whoa. Pastor said, let's see it again. Yeah, let's see it again. Pastor's Put it back up. Pastor's got in. He wants to see it. Darth Vader tree. Oh my gosh, it has a little. There's uh, a lightsaber, lightsaber that lights up. It lights oh, up. would be cool as if it was oh. a candy cane. No, that wouldn't be it cool. It would too. That would be significantly less cool. Oh, I want to get candy cane lightsabers. <laughs> Arabella says that'd be perfect for George. Look, everybody oh. knows. All right, Marky, how much do you think it costs? I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say 20. I'm going to go with Johnny's answer. He said $24.99. I'm going to go with Johnny's answer. Okay, that's a decent yeah. answer. I'm going to say higher. Higher? Novelty things can be expensive. And people, Star Wars stuff, like people pay out the yin-yang for Star Wars yeah. garb. All right, I'm going to be honest. I was looking for a baby Yoda tree topper. It doesn't exist. All right, so Darth how much... all caps. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> How much does the Darth Vader tree topper cost? It is $44.89. Wow. Christmas. George says, does his lightsaber light up? It yeah, for it sure does. You see, look, George is now commenting like Marky. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Marky and He's, food equals caps lock, yeah. and Star Wars and George equals caps it's lock. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next item, next item. We have a seven foot upside what? down cool. Christmas tree. What? You wanted your that Christmas makes, tree to be upside down. I first. do now. That makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's uneasy. It's unsettling, though. That's it looks like so fall. cool. Right? Yes. Like, what if, you know, cats really like to climb up trees. Like, if I feel like if they climb up that one, it's going to fall over. Well, or it's going to make them stronger and turn them into the Allstate cat, where they have, like, crazy <laughs> forearms. Sure. Like, muscle stuff. Um, Rachel says that's ugly, but so cool at the same time. You could have, like, icicles hang. I'm already decorating it in my There mind. you go. All right, um, how much do you think it costs? How do you put a tree topper on it? Um, just put Darth Vader on top. <laughs> you can like, set up like Legos on the top and have a whole bunch of like Star Wars Legos. That'd be sweet. Wow. You can put the little Christmas village on top. What of if it. you put another Christmas tree on top of it? Then it's a Christmas <gasps> dinosaur. Hey. Look at all these ideas. All right. Abby says that's very unsettling. Kevin says Mission Impossible for cat climbing. <laughs> and then Jose says I can buy a $50 tree and turn it around. Um, okay, so seven feet, that's taller than the fake Christmas tree I have in my living room. Was that pre-lit or no? Do you know? Uh, pre-lit can up the I price. I think it was pre-lit. Okay, I'm going to say that it was... I'm going to say Johnny's answer, $400. $400. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than $400? I'm going to say lower. Lower? All right. Well, how much does the seven-foot-tall upside-down Christmas tree cost? It is $219.99. Super inexpensive, guys. Mm -hmm. Go make this happen. You could have this for every Christmas from now on. We are currently at two to one. Let's put up our next item of the day. Next item. We have... Oh, I'm so pleased with this one. I just remember what's coming up. Guys... A centaur Santa Christmas <laughs> ornament. Who dreams this up? <laughs> it's called Santar. <laughs> Guys, now, here's the thing. You know how Bear was like say, talking about the comfy and how like she really wanted one. You want one for the, your tree. Suddenly, oh when I discovered that this is real, I want one so bad. Name of. <laughs> the name of it got me. Santa. Like that sold me 
Santar. <laughs> it also concerns me because I've never wanted to see Santa without his jacket on. I so gotcha. like, I, I need. But he was bundles. super buff in that. Santar. Oh George says I can't unsee Santar <laughs> Santa. You're welcome, George. William Mom, can I get a Santar for Christmas? <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. All right, Marky, how much do you think this costs? Oh my gosh! It's, I it's don't a Christmas know. ornament. A Christmas ornament. How much are Christmas ornaments normally? Um, I'm gonna say 19.99. All I'm right. gonna say lower. Lower than 19.99. But it's Santar. I'm not paying twenty dollars for Santar. All right. How much is how much is Santar? Twenty-seven ninety-five. Oh. Are. You know, I really want to meet the person that came up with this. <laughs> I, I feel like I would like them. They seem great. <laughs> right. I did not have that reaction. <laughs> well, <laughs> William said Santa's on the protein for real. <laughs> but Santa's partying like he's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's All right. the best comment <laughs> 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 William wins. Well, he wins the whole segment. Pastor says you get a gift card just for that comment. Well Congratulations, done, William. <laughs> you just made the room laugh. All right, all right, guys. We have one more item. Do you remember a couple day, a couple weeks ago when we did the Tiffany? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. All right. Well, we have for our final item of the day. Uh, last year, you can put it up. Tiffany did a advent calendar. I bet it's Twenty-four pretty. days. Of, uh, of jewelry is in this jewelry uh, is in this jewelry. advent calendar by Tiffany and Company. <laughs> what? George, if you're still Christmas hunting. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> Guys, comment. Start commenting. Help me. Give me your suggestions on how much you think what this kind is going to cost. Uh, Tiffany and Company jewelry. But like rings, necklaces, bracelets, just, just watches. Just various, various things. I'm not, I don't know what's in it because it's an advent calendar and it's a surprise. Oh, uh, probably little, little. Um, but well, you you remember though, like they had like five seven hundred fifty dollar yes. ping pong paddles. So you never know. Oh George and I went into Tiffany's once because we were stretching my mindset, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What is the least expensive thing you have in the store?" And they pulled out a keychain that was two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, "That's great." Oh, okay. Pastor, Pastor guesses twenty four thousand with his like Doctor Evil <laughs> finger ups. <laughs> All right, who's guessing? Uh, Marky, you're guessing. How much do you think? Uh, I'm gonna. What? William said what? He said I think you need to put up your spleen as collateral to get this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. We're getting like very different answers. I know. Very you're like. Just, Three hundred thousand or seventeen thousand. Just throw like, it out. Those, throw it out. I'm gonna say a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than a hundred thousand? I'm going to say lower, but probably not much lower. Okay. All right. Well, how much is the Tiffany and Company advent calendar? It is a hundred and twelve thousand dollars. That was a solid guess. Very solid guess. Which means Marky won. What four to one? Well done. Maybe, I think I beat Kevin with the Tiffany thing, though. That was yeah. that was a great, great guess. Dang. Because Tiffany's is, Tiffany's <laughs> yeah. is pricey. It's interesting. All right, Jose said zero to one million. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. William said, oh, wait, this is jewelry. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for The Price is Right. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that, especially with Santar. Yes. But now we're going to be moving on to a time of prayer. We'll see you in just a couple of seconds for that.
What's great is that off camera, Marky's like, I want Santar so bad. And Pastor's like, for $27.95, you can have it. Um, who's buying that? Anyway, we need to pray for the inventor of Santar. Um, but guys, welcome to prayer. We are so excited to have you on with us today because prayer is powerful and we know that the word accomplishes what we send it to do. When we pray and we pray in line with God's word, God moves on behalf of his people. So we're going to wrap up this week's broadcast with confession number six and seven. We go through a list of seven confessions throughout the week, and we're going to wrap up prayer this week with those confessions. Join your faith with mine. Join your voice with mine. Let's say these together. Confession number six. If you'll put that on the screen and we'll say those together. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven. I love confession number seven. It's one of my favorites. Sometimes I just shout it in my house. The struggle is over. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for every person watching the broadcast today who puts faith on this word. Let everything that was hard become easy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your ease and your light coming upon your people. God, thank you for wisdom, revelation, and knowledge that is ours. And thank you that today we increase in the things of God. And put that in the comments right now. Say, today I'm increasing in the things of God. And you are. Stick around because we're going to be going into what's the word here in just a second. But before we do, we're going into... What's right, elementary? It's me and Marky again. Will we ever graduate the fifth grade? I don't know. We haven't done it yet. So maybe today's the day. <laughs> Help us in the comments, please. If you are wise people and you graduated fifth grade and you feel confident in your abilities, comment, help us out. But we're going to go over to that right now with our host, Buddy Crabtree. Buddy, over to you. What's up guys? Welcome to What's Right Elementary. We're creating like, we look like the phone towers. Mm -hmm. Well done. We have In good reverse. signal. Hey, oh. welcome to What's Right Elementary. Uh, he, he, this is the part of the show. I just said it again. This is the part of the show. This is, really sounds hilarious. Yes. This is the part of the show where we figure out, will you pass elementary school? Right? Yep. And, it, is. it hasn't happened. And our, our, um, our, um, I was going to say pride, but that's a bad word. But our, like... Esteem es of knowledge. It, it's, it's, in, it's in Buddy's hands, uh, like, of the questions that he chooses. Mm -hmm. You're, yeah, sure. <laughs> Buddy's like, I don't care. I want to do the second. What William said, by the way, Santar's on sale for 14. <laughs> oh he, he's God, looking it up. 
Oh my gosh! That's amazing. Sale, guys, get it! All right, well. All right, well, here's how this goes. All right, we, Arabella said, where did you find it? Now everyone's like, really? Guys, of all the reach out to Lou. You've shown on the prices, right? That's what's getting bought for Christmas. I know. I'm so pleased with that right now. It's gonna. No. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like on the Christmas tree out there. And like it is. No. No, it won't. All right. So here's what we do. We have five questions ranging from grade one to grade five. So, and, and so the grades keep the questions get progressively more difficult as we go along. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all elementary, so it should be pretty simple. Should be. Should be. Um, so we're going to find out, will you pass elementary school? Uh -huh. um, the first person to raise their hand will get to uh, answer the question first. If you're wrong, I'll hand it off to the other person. Okay. And guys, we want you, uh, we want you to participate in the comments. If they're having a hard time, put, put the answer in the comments. If you know what the answer is, put it in the comments and help these guys <coughs> yes, out. Yes, help, right? help. Please. Ariel oh, we, and William, we're looking at you. Yes. All right, but we are going to start off with, sorry, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> We're gonna start off with first grade social studies. Yay! Yay! Here's our question for first grade social studies. <laughs> the enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. The laughing off screen. He's like, what in the world? <clears throat> All right, here's your question. Okay. Which language is the most widely spoken in Central America? Is that a hand? Uh, sure. Share it. Spanish. In Central America, it is indeed Spanish. Praise God, because I got really nervous going against pastors. I was going to say Spanish side. too, but he said Portuguese. <laughs> oh, uh, South, he, thought was South, he thought it was South America. I got really, yeah. William said Portuguese. See, oh. I got William Ooh. and pastor who ah. were my default oh, like, helpers. I would have not done well. It was, Jose it said was Spanish. He knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into second grade math. Yay, I'm this glad is gonna it's be fun. not fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to have to think through this one. All right, you can read it on the I screen can. too. Oh, okay. You have two quarters, a nickel, three dimes, and four pennies. How much money do you have? Barry. 89 cents. Wow, that was so fast. Oh my gosh! Yes, 89 cents! Wow! That was you got that. You deserve genuinely that. Genuinely impressive. Good job! Thank you. Thank you. Very good job. Thank you. That, as soon as you said I could look at the screen, I was like, done. Yeah. I will count money. Yes, that was impressive. Uh, were, that, were you ever a cashier at any point in time? Yes. Uh, okay, there Is you go. Is that why? That's what. Oh. <laughs> William said Jaden broke. <laughs> How much money do you have? Jaden broke. <laughs> William, you may get another gift card out of that because you got passed her twice. <laughs> All right, now we're jumping into third grade history. Okay. okay. Are you guys excited for this? I'm, I'm really excited. Yes. All right, here's your question. Third grade history. Who gave the Emancipation oh, Proclamation? No. Go. Marky. Um, Abraham Lincoln. Final answer? Hey, mm -hmm. did you just see Pastor walking that, that the was not. <laughs> that was not stealthy. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's your point. Yes, it was Abraham Lincoln. Yay! Well done. I, get, I asked you for a high five. <laughs> I was like, can I five me? <laughs> All right. Now we're moving on to fourth grade English. Yay! I Yay. get very excited with English ones. Who wrote Hamlet and Macbeth? Shakespeare. Barrett, yes, correct. It was William Shakespeare. I've never even heard of Macbeth. Really? What? Have yeah. you heard of Hamlet? Yes. Okay. But uh, I don't know anything about it. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know much about it either. Guys, so that's I've okay. made it to fourth grade good today. Good job. Well done. I think I've made it this high so far. <laughs> hey. What a good day. Guys, we're doing so well. I heard some <laughs> clapping from the back. Yay. All right, now it's time for <laughs> fifth grade. <laughs> Shaky boy is what it's called Shakespeare. Oh, hey. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, fifth grade. All right, okay. fifth grade government. What are the three branches of the U.S. government? I'm sorry. I have two. What Where's are Luke? the three branches? He was just doing that the other day. He really was. Legislative, there. judicial, and executive. Correct. Good job. Well done, Barry. You graduated. Barry graduated. She's so good today. Oh, an exciting time. Good job. So <laughs> Mike, you're like she did so good today. You I'm did so well. I'm so happy. Well. Emotional support, Mike. I'm, like, I'm genuinely well. happy though. If I just want someone to do well at this, even if it's not me. This has been the segment that has made me like have to check myself going in. Of, it's cool if I lose. Yeah, it's all right. People it's all right. With elementary questions that Luke could answer, it's fine. It's fine. Yay! What a good day. Yay! Uh, well, guys, thank you for <laughs> joining us for What's Right Elementary. Well, it was a nice roller coaster. Of thank yeah. you for joining us for What's like Right the Elementary. News, the news people, how yeah. they do that with their voice. Yeah, yeah, it makes it more entertaining for our viewers. <laughs> You're I'm welcome. Sure. We are to rejoice in others' blessings. <laughs> yes, well done. All right, well, guys, now we're moving on to What's the Word. We're going to be talking about our fifth life revelation today. It's going to be powerful, so make sure you take these next few seconds, like and share the broadcast. Get this word out, yeah. uh, because there are people who need to hear this. Yeah. So take these next few seconds, share the broadcast, and we'll see you very soon for What's the Word. school, we just decided to come hang out with him over here. And Marquis, that was Marquis' head. Do you like that? That was nice. Do it she again. Do it again. Do it again. In front of the camera. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Her mouth dropped wide open and she just froze. Now she's melting into like the fetal position, standing up though. Like it's really impressive. Well done. <laughs> While you're looking you wanna, at things. You want to walk in front of this one too? <laughs> you can't. All you got to do is just... just Walk forward, you'll be good. What's great is right before the broadcast today, she was talking about how great it would be to capture on camera someone's head floating in front. She just didn't think it would be hers. I didn't realize when I, I, didn't realize when I walked behind y'all that I had a green shirt on. So like it was, 
It was like in and out you know, <laughs> with the green screen. I appreciated Marky's just, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're looking at things to appreciate, do you like the um, the thing that's the flower the crown halo? that's yeah. happening? Wow, my head? that's amazing. What's the princess from Star Wars again? Princess I know Leia. I just asked. Amidala. No? Amidala. Amidala. She's Look, a queen. Am queen Amidala. That's North Carolina for <laughs> Amidala. 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 I'm like all relaxed today. So it just reminded me of when Luke was little and Abby would teach him the Rock Me Amadeus song. That, <laughs> that's what that reminded me of. Awesome. Well, hey, you guys share the broadcast. If you yeah. haven't shared it already, it's going to be a great, great day. We're talking about the fifth revelation. And uh, if you haven't joined with us this week, I was, actually, we were having dinner last night and I was... People were asking questions. I was like, actually, we covered that on Monday. We covered that on Wednesday. We covered that on Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, this is a week. And then eventually they went, I just got to need to go watch this whole week on What's the Word. I was like, it's a great week to yeah. watch. It really is. So go back and watch. Uh, you will really be blessed. These are revelations that took our life uh, truly to a whole nother level. Yeah. I mean, just a whole nother level. And um, so one of the things, uh, and that's what happened. If you haven't joined us this week, uh, my nephew was turning 12, and I was asked to uh, give, speak into his life as he starts moving into uh, this next phase of you know, manhood. And what, what do I say to him? And I was asking the Lord that, and the Lord told me, I want you to take the top five revelations that, that you have received as an adult, and I want you to give those to him. And uh, so the, those are the revelations that we've talked about. So on Monday, we talked about our first love and the most important revelation, yeah. moving into an intimate fellowship and why and what it does. Uh, and then let me just pull them up so I don't miss them or get them out of order. Yeah. On Tuesday, we talked about trust and triumph, how to always win. Mm -hmm. On uh, Wednesday, we talked about easy and light, uh, how to have how to have it easier. Did you realize in Christ, life can be much easier? Yeah. It can be the easiest. It's the best. <laughs> and then uh, on Thursday, yesterday, we talked about uh, how to walk in supernatural abundance. Mm -hmm. And this is something that came up in our conversation last night. Because I mentioned, I said, most people do not understand how important the abundance message is and the yeah. prosperity message is. And I, and I went into explaining it, and at the end, they were like, oh, my goodness, I did not know how important yeah. kingdom finances were. Yeah. But I showed uh, through Scripture how kingdom finances actually touch every part of our walk with God, yeah. and it's a great teacher. And if we don't understand that, we'll never. the Bible says we'll never move to the true riches. Yeah. So we've got to get a hold of that message, and it's such an important message. And uh, today's Revelation is talking about how to move in supernatural power and overflow. Yeah. Yeah. How to move in supernatural power and overflow. So, how many people out there, uh, you know, how many people would like to operate in life in supernatural power and overflow? I would. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like I need his power. Yeah. I need his overflow. And if you just look at John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life to the full till it overflows. Mm-hmm. The Amplified uh, shows yeah. that. And uh, so this is what we're supposed to walk in. Mm-hmm. But many times I've watched people not walk in. Like mm-hmm. yesterday in 2 Corinthians 9, there's things that we can do that will increase the harvest of our righteousness. Yeah. And if we don't do those things, then our harvest will be less. Mm-hmm. God wants us to have a harvest of supernatural power and overflow, but you have to do certain things uh, to do that. And so what we're talking about today is hunger and humility, which we talk about a lot here. Why? Because it's one of those things that God doesn't just give to you. Yeah. We have a responsibility. If you'll notice with hunger and humility, this is really not something you should ask the Lord to give you. It's our job and our responsibility to put it on. Mm-hmm. It's commanded to us yeah. to do these things. Yeah. Um, God's not in charge of our hunger. We are. Yeah. God's not in charge of our humility. We are. Now, He can help us, and He can help show us some things to get there, uh, but eventually we have to take responsibility to put that on. Yeah. Right? And I know that that message has meant a lot to you guys as well. I will tell you, this is one of the top five revelations because the power of hunger and humility, what it does in our lives is so powerful. So, you know, one of the things that it will do is when you're operating in humility, it will save you from deception and traps. It will save you from deceptions and traps, Mm -hmm. which means that you won't be sidetracked for years either. Uh, You won't be off in a ditch trying to figure something out. You'll be on target moving forward. Uh, If we're hungry, he's going to fill us. And so a lot of times, most of our life is trying to fill our lives. But God says, I'll give it to you. Yeah. All we have to do, if instead of going after you know, the career and the job and all the stuff the world lays out there, if we just go after God, he, you know, in, in Matthew it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. So when we hunger for him and go after him, all of a sudden we'll be filled with all of his, all of his good things, everything that we need. But many times we got the wrong priority. Yeah. And hunger and humility helps us keep that straight. Yeah. So. Um, one of the things that anytime we talk about hunger, that just sticks out to me, you know, is, you know, any... When you read through the Gospels, whenever you see there's a big crowd of people, yeah. you know, you have a lot of people in one place, especially surrounding Jesus. Yes. Whenever it refers to a crowd, what usually takes place is one person is singled out, you mm-hmm. know, in that crowd. And it's often the person who has the most hunger. That's you know, right. Um, uh, I was actually listening to uh, um, uh, Brother Tracy this morning, and yeah. um, he was talking about when they lowered the, uh, the man through the roof. The Bible yes. says that the power of God was there to heal them. Yes. It says the power of God was there to heal them. But only one person got healed in, yeah. that, in that story. That's right. You know, like, yeah. so anyone who was listening to, that, to, to, to his teachings, yeah. the power of God was present to heal them all. Yeah. It, it was there. Yeah. It was present. But only one person actually reached out and took a hold of it. And it was the one. Yeah. It was the people who climbed up on the roof, pushed yeah. aside the tiles, yeah. and lowered the man down. And Jesus looked at him and said, your sins are forgiven. And then, you know, that, that, that became an issue for the Pharisees. But Jesus said, which is easier to say, you know, uh, your sins are forgiven or rise, take up your mat yes. and walk. You know, 
Um, and so, like you, you l- listen to that right there, and you recognize like you know, we, we recognize that God's power to forgive sin is is evident. Yeah. You know, but just as evident, it's not more difficult. It's not even separated is God's power to heal. Um, but but there you see that their hunger to to be there and to take a hold of the power that was present to to heal. Uh, it first and foremost it got Jesus's attention, yeah. and then because it got Jesus's attention, he just didn't have restoration in his body. He had restoration in his spirit, man, yes. as well, you know, and in, in his soul. And so his hunger was he was because of his hunger, he was able to pull pull out uh, what what was present in that situation. Yeah. His hunger pulls us, it separates us from, from the crowd. Well, like, as you say that, I'm thinking about, uh, I believe it's in Luke chapter 4, and you see that Jesus comes out of the wilderness. He's mm-hmm. baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, goes into the wilderness fasting and praying, mm-hmm. tempted by the devil, comes out of the wilderness, goes to Nazareth where he grew up, mm-hmm. preaches a message, and then the people reject him because they say, isn't this the carpenter's son? So in other words, they were familiar with right. him, right? Mm-hmm. And their, their familiarity blocked them. So, and it says, the Bible says he could do no mighty work there, mm-hmm. save uh, he healed a few, mm-hmm. right? A few were healed. So there were a few that received the power of God, and I would say that's probably because of their hunger or their humility individually. But then he goes to Capernaum, the very next, if you follow the timeline, the very next place, he moves from Nazareth to Capernaum, right. and there at Capernaum, he heals them all. Right. You know, now, was God's will different for the people at Capernaum than it was in Nazareth? No. No, but they received at Capernaum, why? Because of hunger and humility, yeah. or back up to Nazareth, and what you actually see at Nazareth is they weren't humble enough yeah. to submit to the person they thought he was. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't, and they weren't hungry enough mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah. You see, the hunger and humility blocked, a lack of it blocked them mm-hmm. from the power that healed everybody in Capernaum. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just, with this subject, like the Lord has often led me to just very base level. And you think of food, yeah. like when mm-hmm. you're hungry for yeah. food, you're not picky and choosy. Yeah. Like, and if, Think of a kid, like how many parents have gone to their child and here's what's for dinner. I don't want that. Well, yeah. then I guess you're not hungry for dinner yeah. because when you're hungry, That's right. you're not yeah. going to be picky and choosy about what you're eating. You're going yeah. to be satisfied with what's in front of you. But so often with the Lord, what happens is we pick a facet of God yeah. to like and mm-hmm. identify with. But when we're hungry for God, we want all of yeah. him. We want That's every right. bit of what we can have. And the yeah. cost doesn't matter. Yeah. Hunger pushes through the cost. Like in That's those crowds, right. most people... They could have done and had exactly what those people had, but they weren't willing to pay the cost that it took Mm -hmm. to be in that place of hunger. You go to third world countries and they're not going to turn their nose up. It's like a homeless person who is offered, well, George did this. He offered to go pay for a homeless man to go get food. And the homeless man was like, I only want that if it's grilled. Like, I don't want fried. I want (laughs) grilled. Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess you're not hungry enough for food. Like, Mm -hmm. that's hunger gets us all of God. We're not Mm -hmm. to determine what part of Him we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And, that, and that's one of those things where we have to see. See, true hunger will cause us to change our, our corrupted char- yeah. character. Mm-hmm. True hunger will cause us to change a corrupt character, yeah. right? And that's true humility also will cause us to change a corrupt uh, character in that way, a corrupt nature. It'll cause us to change the way that we think, yeah. right? And uh, many times, if we're not hungry, then we won't go into those areas. We won't, we won't, we'll just stop short, you know. Uh, one of the things that hunger will do is it'll cause you uh, to drive into places that you wouldn't normally do. Well, that God respects uh, an expectation and a faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get hungry and we need to get humble for the things of God. And, yeah. you know, what I wanted to do was let's go to these verses, kind of our key verses, uh, talking about hunger and humility. And, um, you know, I want to tell you why we're talking about this because. I did, and most of you have probably heard this before, but some of you haven't, is that, um, you know, several years ago, the Lord, I got very hungry for the things of God. I just, and what happened was I just felt like even though things were going great, really, at the church, and, and I would say compared to other churches, we were doing good. Compared to other churches, we're doing good. But, um, I just had this something in me gnawing. You know, saying basically there's this gnawing, hungry feeling that there's more. Mm -hmm. There's more. And I couldn't get rid of that. I just knew that there's more in the Lord. Like we're doing good, but there's more. There's more. What is that? And so I went and I just started seeking the Lord. And then he asked me the question, you know, what's normal to God? And I started meditating on what is normal to God. And what I came to the conclusion was uh, that what we think is good and great, what we think is good and great is barely scratching the surface of what God calls normal. And once I realized that, then that made me, that revelation made me hungry Mm -hmm. to get to God's normal. I want to stop scratching with the chickens. And I want to soar, you yeah. know, I want to soar in the sky. I want to see, I want to see the highest heights, which is scriptural. You know, yeah. he will, he will place you high, you know, above, he'll place you high above the earth. He'll place you above Kings. He'll place you in, in their presence. He'll, yeah. he'll place you high above the nations. This is all scripture. And, and so I had this in me, like you are, and let me, let me talk to you. If you know God, and even if you don't know God, even if you don't know him, you know, uh, you can. Yeah. And this is the promise to you if you know him and you come to Jesus as your Lord and Savior and accept him and come back to the Father. This is your destiny. Yeah. And uh, so even what God has for every person is he wants to take you to a place yeah. higher than you've ever been. Yeah. He, wants, he, wants, he wants to make you like him, walk like him. That's why he said, you'll do these works and greater. You know, that's why he said, you will do these works and greater, that he will place you high above the nation. He, he is, every step is bright and bright. He wants to make you like him. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to give you his glory. He wants you to walk in that power. He wants you to walk in the supernatural of God. He doesn't want you scratching yeah. with what the earth calls good. Yeah. He wants you up walking and living 
and soaring at what God calls good. Yeah. And, and you might not be able to get there. And this is, if you watched yesterday, and this goes back to what we think is finances, but it's more than that. It goes back to it is, you don't have to have everything together. Right. You just have to have a heart to give yourself, yeah. and God will empower you to get to the places of his plan, yeah. of his destiny for your life. Mm -hmm. And so I started hungering. I started hungering. Hey, Sage, good to see you, man. I see your comment. Um, I started hungering for the things of God. And I just, the more I meditated on what was normal to God, the more I became dissatisfied yeah. for w with what I had. And what I had was good. But there was more in God, and who am I to tell God no? Yeah. When He's inside of me saying, Son, come up higher. Yeah. Yeah. When God's drawing me, Son, daughter, come up higher. And He's talking to you now. He yeah. wants to raise you up. And, yeah. and who am I to say, Well, no, God, I'm just, you know, I was yeah. just born on this corrupt earth. Who am I to say that yeah. to God who's saying, Come up here, right? Who, who are we to yeah. say that? And so I couldn't deny it any longer. I had to give in to the leading of the Holy Ghost. And uh, before long, you know, I didn't have natural power to fast for 40 days. I didn't have natural power to do that. It was supernatural power that helped me. But when I turned my heart and said, Lord, I'm hungry for you and I'll do anything for you. Yeah. I'll do anything you want me to do. He said, okay, do a 40-day fast. You know, logically we go, ah, no. <laughs> but, but we're not thinking worldly logic. We're thinking godly supernatural power. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Lord, then you're going to have to help me. And his answer was, I will. Mm -hmm. I will help you. I will give you supernatural strength. Yeah. And in that, in that, I hungered for him. He started opening up stuff. And then I did another extended fast mm -hmm. just a few months later. Right. And, and then in the middle of the first fast, he started talking to me. And he said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to fast for a whole year, for 365 days, and I want you to do a media fast, uh, different from a food fast. I want you to fast for a whole year, no media, no, no music, no books, no movies, no TV, no uh, PlayStation, no Facebook, no anything. I want it just you and me. The only thing I want going in is worship music, the word and that's it. A, a spiritual book, if I tell you to read it, but don't just go read all of them, mm -hmm. you know, if I tell you to. And all of a sudden in that year, what was interesting was, and, and y'all know the story, but maybe somebody's watching that doesn't, is, and you know, maybe it's in the archives, they're watching it years later, you know. So here's what happened. In that year, the Lord talked to me almost every single day. So out of those days, and sometimes multiple times a day, he would say one, one phrase. And he would say, hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Put that in the comments. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Brian, hunger and humility. Brian, hunger and humility. He's talking to me. He's telling me personally, hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. And, you know, eventually you get the point. Yeah. You know, eventually I got the point. And I realized that every single day of the year, he wanted me to put on hunger and to put on humility. He wanted me to walk in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and so what he was telling me is, Brian, you have responsibility for hunger and humility every day of your life. Yeah. Well, of course, when the Lord speaks something like that to you for so long, and he's saying two words basically over and over again, you start studying them. Yeah. You start getting into them. Okay, why are you telling me hunger? Why are you telling me humility? Yeah. And and these are the verses that he took me to. And let's look at them. So Matthew chapter five. I'm going to read Matthew five and then Psalm one hundred seven. Matthew five, verse six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. The King James says they shall be filled. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing he says is. When you hunger and thirst after the things of God, after righteousness, you will be blessed. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be blessed. Mm-hmm. How many people want to be blessed? Yeah, I want to be blessed. Yeah. You, know, you want to be blessed? Yeah. You want to be blessed? Yes, sir. I, I want, then our responsibility is to hunger and thirst after. Yeah. And then let's go to Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9. It says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness." And for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. He's satisfied the thirsty soul and and the hungry soul he's filled, right? Now I want you, you might not know this, but when I was researching on hunger and humility, words in these two verses really stuck out. So let me give them to you. When we get hungry and thirsty for the things of God, it means something specifically. So the first thing is this. The word hunger in Matthew 5, 6 means to crave, Mm -hmm. to crave. And the word uh, thirsty in uh, Psalm 107, 9, thirsty means to seek greedily like a predator hunting a prey. Like, have you ever watched a video of like a lion that hasn't eaten in a while and they're in Africa or they're, yeah. they're out in, in the wild and they're, they're, they haven't eaten in a while? Man, they are giving it all they have because they know if I don't eat, I'm going to die. Yeah. I, you know, inside of them is an innate sense, you know, born into them. If I don't eat right now, I'm going to die. And so they, they seek that prey mm-hmm. greedily. They seek that prey mm-hmm. like a predator after a prey. Yeah. They seek that, that uh, prey greedily. Yeah. And this is how God is telling us to seek Him. Mm-hmm. In, in Matthew 5, when it says hunger, it literally means crave it. Crave it. And, and a great way of looking at that is like if you haven't eaten for three days mm-hmm. and then you catch a whiff of like your favorite food. Mm-hmm. You're, listen, you won't even have to think about it. Your body will do it all, all by itself. Yeah. Your body will start to crave mm-hmm. that food. I mean, your mouth will start watering. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you fast. You can smell food from like five blocks away. Yeah. You know, Y'all, they're, they're cooking a pecan pie for Thanksgiving. I can smell it. Why? Because mm-hmm. you are craving food. Your body is craving food. Mm-hmm. This is how we're supposed to go after God. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to crave this. This is a command from God to us. Are we craving God like this? Are we seeking God greedily? Are we just like waltzing into Sunday morning like, hey, uh, yeah, hey, God, hey, oh, I'm here. 
No, no. Are we like, Lord, I got to have you. Letting that get on the inside of us. I've got to have you, Lord. I can't do this without you. What what level of hunger are we putting out there? The hunger in the the Lord says to crave it and to seek it greedily. Are we doing it on that level? Are are we hungering after him and thirsting after him on that level? Mm -hmm. Or are we just operating and acting like the rest of the world or the rest of the church world? And see, as a church... We were doing good, but we were hungering like a lot of other churches were. And, right. and that's not necessarily a good thing. And we had to up it. Yeah. We had to up it as a church and we had to get hungry for the things of God. And we had to seek him and say, look, Lord, I know I'm not even hungry enough for you. I get it. I don't, I don't you know, why? Who cares why? I just know I'm not there. Yeah. And I would say, Lord, help me get hungry. Help me get hungry. Yeah. Help me, Lord. It's not your responsibility to make me hungry. It's my responsibility to get hungry, to yeah. thirst for you, yeah. to crave and to seek you greedily, Lord. It's my responsibility. Yeah. And I can't place that on anybody else. It's my responsibility. And as a church, it's our responsibility yeah. to not sit still, yeah. but to go after you. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, again, super logically, not in logic, but just using what's in the world, parents prepare meals for their kids at the appropriate times to eat them, breakfast, lunch, dinner, like yeah. they get them prepared. And if you have a time where, you know, as especially as a mom, like if you're cooking dinner and you have everything prepared mm-hmm. and Luke were to come in and say, I'm not hungry. Luke's always hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you not hungry, Luke? It's yeah. it's either he's full of something else, or yeah. it could be that he got sick. Either way, yeah. neither of those things are right. Yeah. But most often, it's because you're not hungry because we're full of something That's else. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Pearson's. I heard him preach once, and he said, "If you're not hungry for the things of God, it's because you're full of something else." Yeah. And when we feast on, you know, it's not yeah. coincidence that the Lord told you to do a media fast for a year. You, He was cleansing you of all yes. of the other things. That's right. Because there's everything. He was cleansing spiritual. me. Cleansing my spiritual diet yeah. of spiritual junk food. Yes, yeah. because if you, everything is spiritual. Yeah. Everything has a root in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So if you, we're, you're going home at night and you're turning on the TV and binge watching a TV show, yeah. you're eating something spiritually. Yeah. That's stuff that could be coming in from God. Yeah. And it's like when you fast. Yeah. If you've ever done any sort of fast, you end up resetting your system. Yeah. Yeah. Like your system will literally reset back to the way yeah. that God intended it. And you're taste buds, like your flesh may crave junk food, but the moment you put sugar in your mouth after doing an extended fast, it tastes disgusting and you can feel it like cutting you because you're not designed to have it all of the time. And it's that way with God. When you purge the things of the world at the leading of the Lord and you're led by God with him, you can literally change your spiritual taste buds. I pray that almost daily. God, change my, help me to change my spiritual yeah. taste bud. So I crave the things of God more than I crave the things of the world. That year when I took the spiritual junk food out of my life mm-hmm. and I started to uh, seek the Lord, mm-hmm. when, I, when I took the spiritual junk food out of my life and I started to seek the Lord at his level that yeah. I was reading about, um, 
it it changed me forever. Yeah. Like it changed me forever. That year changed my life. Yeah. I mean, each one of those fasts, uh, the food fast, changed my life. But that media fast also changed yeah. my life. It changed. It changed my peace. Like mm-hmm. my peace was so much. My peace was affected so much. I was yeah. filled with peace. Mm-hmm. I was filled with it. Yeah. And I watched people around me be at such in such turmoil and mm-hmm. such anxiety. And I was walking in the peace of God mm-hmm. uh, on such a level. And and it was so. Yeah. It was so blessed. Yeah. And uh, you know what he says here in this verse in Matthew five is when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. In the King James says you will be filled. Yeah. In the New American Standard it says you'll be satisfied. That word literally means you will be gorged. Yeah. In other words, God will fill you so much you can't even hold it out. Yeah. It will. In other words, it goes back to John 10:10. 10, 10. It will overflow out of you. And see, if there's been a theme this week, it is John 10:10. 10, 10. Yeah. It's these are life revelations to move you to the overflow. And if you hunger, you will overflow. Yeah. This is a supernatural overflow that God wants you living in. He wants you living in it all the time where you're constantly overflowing. He wants you living in it where you're constantly overflowing. He wants you living in it where you're constantly overflowing, not just in your home, but in your church and in in your job and and at your work and everybody you come around. And if you walk down the street and meet somebody on the sidewalk, there's an overflow. God wants that in his believers as a part of his evangelism. Every believer is supposed to be walking with it, but we've made excuses for our hunger. We've made excuses and and we've let the world teach us what we need to be doing instead of looking at God and saying, what do you want me to do? And and we're not been hungry. We've been hungry, but hungry for other things because we've not we've not cleaned up our our spiritual junk food, our spiritual diet. And we need to we need to focus on being hungry. And we'll get to the humility in a minute. But, you know, Part of this is this keeps our life where it needs to be as a believer, as somebody made in the image and the likeness of God called to do his works and greater. It keeps us on that path and and moving up. And you're called to do that just like I'm called to do it. I'm not I'm not called, you know, to do something really, really special because I'm a pastor. Really, I just am called to be a believer and a pastor is my role. And, yeah, there's certain gifts, but we're all called to hunger. Yeah, Yeah. we're all called to humility. Yeah. And we've got to give ourselves to this. Yeah. Um, the Bible says, commit your works that your thoughts may be established. Yes. You know, like, so if we don't have that hunger yet, we need to do, we need to be partakers. You know, we need to do, th- there's something that we need to do, commit your works so that we become hungry, so that our thoughts may be established. Like I'm just thinking about if someone is truly hungry, they're not just going to sit around and talk about food. They're going to find the food and partake of it. Yes. You know, uh, that's what a hungry person will do. And, and, and you know, is, but we, we're talking about kind of hungry for the things of God. You know, a hungry person is not going to just sit around and just say amen. They're going to do whatever they can to take to partake of the things of God. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. You know, so... So a hungry person wouldn't just be like, well, I'll come to church when I have a ride or I'll come to church when it's convenient for me. A hungry person is going to say, I'm going to do whatever it 
I can do. Like if I don't have a ride or if I don't have a car, I'm going to find someone to take me because I'm I'm not going to let anything hold me back from being in the place where I can partake of the goodness of God. That's what a hungry person will do. A hungry person is not just going to sit behind and say, well, when it works out, whenever things are convenient, that's when I'll partake. No, I'm partaking now. I'm going to do whatever I can even if I have to call a million people, you know, and yeah. say, hey, help me get there. You know, a hungry person will do whatever it takes yes. to, to do what God's calling them to do, to, to do what they know is right, especially yeah. biblically. Um, you know, like a hungry person that, yeah, a hungry person won't just sit around talking about food. They'll do whatever they can to partake of it. That's yeah. right. Well, and it really goes down to what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Like, obviously, ask the Lord what he wants, but what do you want? You know, do you truly want more of God? Do you truly want his ways, his power, his presence in your life? Do you truly want it? You know, I've had the Lord ask me that multiple times. As Pastor and Buddy were talking, the story that came from my life, you know, we started doing 6 a.m. prayer here at the church, um, I don't know, over a year ago, last August or last September, I think. And so we've been doing it pretty consistently. And there was a period of time in January where I got, I, I got weary with it. Like I let it. And in January, I just, my body felt tired. And so I chose for three weeks, basically, I was going to sleep in and I wasn't going to go. And George, my husband, George let it. And I like, I was fine in theory, but all of a sudden, like my output was changing, like what I could do in the spirit was changing, like how I was, my demeanor and the Holy Spirit checked me and he's like, is sleep worth the presence? Is sleep worth my presence? Is your desire to sleep worth me? Is your desire to sleep worth not being obedient? Like, what do you want? Do you really want to sleep or do you want more of me? What are you hungry for? Mm -hmm. And I, and I had to be honest, Lord, I've been hungry for sleep, but I won't be hungry for sleep anymore. This morning, literally just this morning, I woke up and I felt tired. I'm like, it would be so easy to ask George if he could cover prayer. And the moment the thought came in my head, I'm like, no. I'm more hungry for you. I'm not missing prayer. I'm getting up and I'm going and I don't care what it looks like. And see, that's the exact kind of thoughts that I had that year. It's like, no, you know, I could stop fasting. I'd already, you know, at one point I'd already done like 21 days and uh, no solid food. And I was like, I could stop right now. I was like, no, I'm too hungry for you. I'm too hungry for you. I got to have more. I've got to have more of you, Lord. Yeah. I've got to have your normal. And, and not just for me, I've got to have it for you. Yeah. I've got to have it for you. Amen. Kevin said prayer was powerful this morning. It, it was. was. Mm-hmm. So I just put on the there seven steps on how to get hungry, uh, seven keys on how to get hungry for God. Uh, number one, ask God to help you move to hunger. Yeah, Kevin Kevin says, what if you hadn't have been there? Yeah. You know, prayer was great this morning. What if you would have done? And that's how people miss things all the time. They miss the blessing. If we're hungry, he says, we'll be blessed. Mm -hmm. We'll be blessed. Mm -hmm. But see, that's how people miss blessings all the time. God has blessings lined up, but they're not hungry for them and they miss it. Yeah. Right. 
And, and then, you know, I, I was able to come this morning. You'd have been really disappointed if you weren't. You know, had you done that, you'd been like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I would have missed yeah. instructions from you. Yeah. I may not have even gotten the instructions Yeah, from the you. Lord gave me stuff to give to you. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have given it to me. Mm-mm. So that's the thing. And we're blessed when we're hungry. We're, we're in overflow, supernatural overflow. Well, going literally going to that this morning, you said something very specific to me about something that the Lord's going to open up to me. You didn't know. I haven't told you yet. I've been asking the Lord for weeks about that particular really? thing of Lord. I've had this before. Yeah. I don't understand where this is, but I'm, and it would be easy to quit, but I'm not going to get, I trust you with it and I'm just going to rest in it. And literally this morning, the Lord had you give me the exact thing I've been asking him about to not only encourage me, but to give me yeah. hope in something that would be opportunistic. Hallelujah. That's awesome. No, you're fine. I, was just, <laughs> I just saw where your mic was at. <laughs> Anytime your eye goes down, I'm like, oh, no, the microphone is yeah, twisted. Yeah, no, it was good. It's, <laughs> if the mic pulls in, it makes funny sounds. But generally people yell at us when that happens. So. It's true. And in love, they do. In love. I yeah. want Kevin Buck to yell at me if the microphone's weird. <laughs> um, so I, I just put in there seven keys on how to get hungry for God. Uh, one, ask God to help you move to hunger. It's not God's responsibility to move you to hunger. It's mm-hmm. our responsibility to move us, mm-hmm. move ourselves to hunger, like what you went through this morning, mm-hmm. what I've gone through multiple times. You know, It's our job. So take the responsibility. Don't pass it off. Yeah. Take the responsibility yeah. to move to hunger, right? Yeah. Two, recognize your need for hunger. Recognize your need for hunger, Right? Um, in other words, if you don't if you don't go into the Word like Matthew five six and and Psalms one hundred seven eight nine, if you don't go into the Word and recognize it's a command and that's a requirement and that's normal for a Christian to be hungry for the things of God and yeah. not hungry for the things of the world, then you're not going to have faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. You're not going to have faith for hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get hungry, you got to get faith for hunger, which means you need to study on hunger. Ask God to help you, one, two, recognize your need for hunger. Three, stop eating and filling up on spiritual junk food. Stop, and I wrote down Proverbs 16.3. Proverbs 16.3 is the verse that Buddy said earlier. Commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Mm-hmm. How many people over time, you, you've felt like, you felt like, not reading the Bible or not praying. Mm-hmm. But then sure. <laughs> everybody has. I, I've done, I have that feeling almost every day. Sure. You know, almost every day I've had that feeling of my life. And you're going to be tempted to not hunger. Like yeah, the yeah, enemy's going to yeah. tempt you with that. Yeah. Well, and, but here's what the word says. If you will commit your works anyway, mm-hmm. your thoughts will change. Mm-hmm. And how many times have you done it? You go get into the word, even though your flesh doesn't want to. And all of a sudden you're reading the Bible and you get into it. You do that two or three days, all of a sudden your thoughts change towards that, yeah. right? Your thoughts change. That's exact. That's biblical, right? Um, we got biblical on your behinds. All right. Uh, four, get around hungry people. Yeah. Well, my mom's here today. I wanted to see if she approved of my get biblical on your behind comment. So I had to make sure she was okay with it. So. Was she smirking? Uh, she didn't smile, so I'm a little concerned now. She hasn't protested her life, so I mean, of all the reactions she could have had, it's not the worst. <laughs> all right. Get around it's hungry tough. people. 
If you are around people that aren't hung- hungry, there's going to be no impartation of hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you get around people that are hungry, mm-hmm. it, it drives your hunger up. Yes. Like you start to see them operate at a level mm-hmm. because they're hungry, they're going to be blessed and they're going to move into overflow and they're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Right? Hungry people will eat and grow. Okay, so many times you'll see them operating at a level that you say, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that. And that in itself, that accountability will take you to another level Four, get eternally minded. In other words, stop thinking about your 120 years here on the earth and start thinking about eternity. Because when you think about eternity and you stop thinking about just your time on the earth, it'll change your hunger here on the earth. You'll start to see there's way more Mm -hmm. that is in my future and in my destiny. And as I hunger for the Lord, Mm -hmm. I will step into some of those eternal awards, eternal rewards that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And and I'm only going to get there if I get hungry right here. And you'll start to say, you know, people are worth it. See, for me, when I did that fast, I had not met Buddy and Serena yet. But I was hungry for people that I would meet later in the future. And I said, I'm not just hungry for myself. I'm hungry for you and George. I'm hungry for y'all because my hunger would spark something Mm -hmm. in you. My hunger would spark something in you. My hunger would spark something in you. And so I wanted to make sure that I was focused on eternal things. I was focused on your eternity Mm -hmm. and where you end up and what you have in eternity. I was focused on your eternity. And we are here because we're focused on your eternity, right? And then get eternally minded. Six, focus on the difference between God's normal and what you've seen so far. Think heaven versus earth. In other words, you may have had some great moments in church and you might have gotten the Holy Ghost goosebumps and shaken or fallen out or got healed. But how many of these things, amen, Joni says, your hunger has sparked something in me. Praise amen. God. That's what it's about. And you can be that spark for somebody else when yeah. you get hungry because yeah. God will fill you. He'll overflow you, you know. And, uh, but think about this, like heaven and, and earth. In heaven, there's zero lack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no lack. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no poverty. It's just the will of God being done, right? And that's why he says, I want you to pray the will of God be done on earth Mm -hmm. as it is in heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What is he telling us? He's saying, I want your reality to be like my normal. Yeah. Mm The normal in heaven is how it's supposed to be manifested on earth if Mm -hmm. we're doing our job. And so when we start thinking about God's normal and and heaven, this, I I wrote this, the focus of the difference will start to drive a desire for the things of God you haven't seen yet. And so it's like if you're hungry, like I haven't had breakfast or lunch, so I'm, I'm physically hungry right now. If I start talking about Pastor Hot Dog, and the hot dogs he's got downtown on the square. I'm going to start getting hungry for hot dogs. If I start thinking about pizza, if I start meditating on pizza, I'm going to get hungry for it. Really, if I start thinking about any food right now, I'm going to start getting hungry for that food, right? Yeah. If I start talking about your favorite food, even if you just ate, but I start talking about your favorite food, what happens? You can make room. I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, Luke, you know, 
Luke's like, oh man, I am so full. Well, I got some pie over here. Oh, I'll take some of that. All of a sudden he makes room for it, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> Kevin said, ooh, Pastor Hot Dog, I'm there. And the seventh thing is this. So when, well, back to the sixth point. If we will start thinking about what's normal to God, we'll start getting hungry for yeah. it. You know, I started meditating. There was a while back. I started, I, I put Acts, the book of Acts, reading to me every night. Man, it wasn't long. I started getting hungry for a move of God. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted a move of God. I was hungry for it. I was hungry for the power of God. I was hungry for the move of God. Why? Because I started meditating on that, right? And then the seventh point is this, fast and pray. Yeah. Fasting breaks every yoke, every bondage. Mm -hmm. that, that lack of hunger, right? That's a bondage. It's a chain. Fasting and praying mm -hmm. will break that and it'll move you to the hungry place. Amen. Amen. Anything else on hunger before we move to humility? Uh, I mean, the, the, one of the things that was stuck against me earlier, um, and this is kind of more of a transition into humility, I guess. Um, but, you know, the words that God was giving you was hunger and humility hunger and humility. And you can't have one without the other. One always leads to the yeah, other. Because hunger without humility will lead to pride and like yes. arrogance and yes. well I know I know what's right and if if you your pastor says something you disagree with you're just gonna well they don't really understand my, that's yeah. hunger without humility and yeah. it'll 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 actually stunt your growth and actually you'll become an enemy of God. Yeah. You know, humility without hunger will just like, because I've met people who are humble, you know, but since they don't have a hunger, they just get stuck. Yeah. You know, like where where you can like say, hey, th this thing that you're doing is not right. And they'll be like, oh, I know I yeah. really need to, to, to change that. I really need to grow in that. But then without the hunger, nothing changes. And then you'll have yeah. the same conversation. Like you can't yeah. like you cannot have one without the other because uh, them together will, will cause yes. increase. If you, if you are hungry but not humble, the hunger, see, making sure that we're walking it, the hunger will drive you to humility, and humility will drive you to yeah. hunger. Mm -hmm. They feed each other, yeah. right? True, true hunger and humility. Yeah, they, true, true hunger yeah. and humility feed each other. Mm -hmm. You can't humble yourself to God and not get hungry. Yeah, that's true. If I'm really in humility, I can't humble myself and yeah. not get hungry. And if I'm really hungry for God, I can't be hungry for God and not find the need for humility and move mm -hmm. into it, right? Mm -hmm. So they feed each other in that way, but they have different um, fruit. There's different yeah. fruit for each of them, but they always go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It's a supernatural empowerment and overflow. Mm -hmm. Amen, Sage. He said, man, you're firing me up. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Amen. Now, and uh, evangelist Mark Dunphy said, humble and hungry is the opposite of prideful and full. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And prideful and full, what is that? That is, that is the person that we don't even want to give wel welfare to. Mm -hmm. they, they have, they are so prideful, they can't take any job and they're so full that, that they don't even, they don't even want anything. Yeah. They want everybody to do everything for them. We won't even give welfare to that person. Yeah. Why? Because that's not the person you give to. Yeah. They won't do the right things with what you give them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the person who's hungry and the person who's humble, that's the one you, that, this is what God says. The one that's hungry and humble, I'll give it all to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll gorge them. And, and here's the thing. Would I rather operate by the world standards and receive what the world and maybe the government has for me? Or do, would I rather operate by God's standards 
and receive what almighty, all-powerful King of kings and Lord of lords and my loving Father in all of his power gives to me. Yeah. All of his supply. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd, I'll take his all day long. Mm-hmm. I'd rather listen to him than anybody else yeah. because he's got the biggest supply and he's got the biggest love for me. Yeah. So I want to go after him. I don't care what the world has taught me. See, the world has taught many of us the exact opposite behavior of anything that we're supposed to do according to the word. And we got to put that stuff down. We got to go to a different place in God. Forget about what the word world has taught you and get into what the word has taught us because this is a representation of a loving father that wants to pour everything into your life. He is not withholding any good thing right. for those who walk uh, uprightly. Yeah. He's not withholding any good thing. Yeah. He's like, I got good stuff. I got it so much you can't even hold it all. And I'm ready to pour it out. Just walk like I told you to walk and you'll walk right into it. Yeah. You'll walk right into it. You'll be a magnet for the blessing. Yeah. They'll find you when you don't even deserve it. Yeah. They'll, it'll find, it'll yeah. find you. That's mm-hmm. the way God designed it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I want to tell uh, uh, Sage, Sage, um, I don't know if you've watched any this week, but let me just tell you, man, the anointing has hit every day this week. And if you're enjoying this, I would highly encourage you, go to the What's the Word yeah. this Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because the Lord has just poured out this week. Yeah. This is a full life, not just for us, but we need yeah. to be walking in it for other people yeah. too. Well, knowing, you know, going back to Evangelist Mark being on, you know, Evangelist Mark literally just did his own broadcast. Like while we started our broadcast, he was doing his own broadcast. But because of his hunger and humility, he's watching us right now. And what it reminded me of is Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. has a quote that I think his grandfather used to say, I'm satisfied with a holy dissatisfaction. I'm satisfied with what the Lord has given me right now, but I know that there is more. I know there's more I can have. And so no matter where you are with God, you could be at the best place you've ever been. There's more to have. Mm. There's more of him you can know. There's more of him you can see. He's not limiting you. He's not a one trip to the buffet sort of God. He's go and get every tray you can find and come get as much of me as you want. Go Mm. get some to-go bags as well. Go fill up with as much as you want of me you can have of me. But we determine how much mm-hmm. we get yeah. through yeah. our hunger and humility. Yeah. It's us. We're the determining factor. Right. God's already opened heavens. Mm-hmm. You are living under an open heaven right yeah. now where everything's accessible to you. Yes. You have his presence yeah. at the ready. You get to be with God, yeah. abide with God, but we determine how much of him we, we can have. Yeah. And that's awesome because I want as much of him as I yeah. can have and I can have it. I just need to get there and do it. So God says, I'll release it to you as you expect it and want it. Yeah. What you hunger for, I'll give you. Yeah. I'll give you. Yeah. But you got to be hungry enough to go after me. He's the best chef ever. What you want? Yeah. (laughs) We get to determine what level, you know, by our faith, by our walk, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like if I get in, get into a car, it's kind of like this. If you got into a, you know, uh, a four cylinder Yugo, from you know 1990, it's only going to go so fast. You don't so even know what you go is. Small car. It's a really small car. 
And uh, it was really cheap and Priscilla's really small. Priscilla's car, but like the size of Priscilla's car? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was like that size. Priscilla's got and, a tiny uh, car. <laughs> and so if you got into that car from 1990, it's only going to go so fast. And you can say, I want more. And you can push down on the gas pedal, <laughs> pedal but you're only going to get so much out of it. <laughs> and you're only going to get so many nods from people on the street, mainly none. <laughs> except for people that might be laughing at the car, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know it's funny, but here's what I'm saying. Nobody's going to look at that and go, golly, I wish I had that. Ooh, Instagram. You know, nobody's going to do that except to make fun of it. Yeah. That's what a worldly life gets us. Yeah. But see, when you walk with God, and it's like having the most powerful engine under there and it'll go as fast as you want it to go and it'll grab people's attention and that's what God wants he wants our lives full of supernatural power yeah. and overflow because it gets people's attention yeah. you know just the other week when we had the four miracles on the knees mm -hmm. you know knees got healed four of them in a row and, you know I prayed within what two minutes mm -hmm. prayed healed prayed healed Prayed, healed, mm -hmm. prayed, healed. Now, people are like, I've had that forever. Yeah. Dancing down the aisles. Yeah. You know, uh, just people healed. Uh, the, the one lady, Miss Nancy, I love it. I didn't see it, but they told me about it. Like, she was high-stepping back. She's like 80, 80 years old or something like that. Yeah. If you're not, shoot Barrett. All right. But, <laughs> I didn't even nod. I wasn't nodding. I but she's about that 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 age, and she's like high-stepping <laughs> back to her seat, right? High-stepping back after shoot, being healed. Huh? Shoot Barrett. Shoot I'm Barrett, sorry. yeah. Well, you know, you just... It's protecting yeah. the anointing. Come through no, no. first. It's fine. <laughs> no, no. It's just fun to, like, blame somebody else. Sure. That's all. It's not. I'll take it, but... It's you know, fine. I'll, I'll take the shot. But, it's cool. I know, got it. <laughs> while, while we're talking, I'll just say, you know, or buddy. Let's, let's make it buddy. Yeah, let's yeah, make it buddy. We can just do it. Okay, yeah. shoot buddy. Shoot yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah let's see. Cause, why? Because he's right there. Yeah. yeah, that's it. No other reason. <laughs> I think that moment was just for Marky in the back. Because she did her, like... <laughs> Taylor McCaffrey, man, I've had you on my heart and my mind. I was about to send you a uh, message. Actually, this afternoon. I love you, man. It's good to see you. And uh, so... But here's what I'm saying. If you have walk in the word, God's not withholding any good thing. Mm -hmm. So if it was like a car, he's not withholding any power or speed yeah. or any elegance in that car. He's not withholding any of that. You can have what you want. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to hunger for it. Mm -hmm. And you have to humble yourself to God's ways. You can't do it. Like you can't have that kind of car and keep doing it your way. Mm -hmm. See, that if you do it the world's way, which is your way, you're going to get that little puny car, right? Mm -hmm. But if you do it God's way, you can go as fast as you want. You can have as much. And people will notice. And that's, and if you look in Isaiah 60, it says, I will give you my glory and I'll draw nations to your yeah. glory that I've given you. Yeah. God's looking to draw people so that when they see what you have and the goodness that you're doing, what hunger has produced inside of you, he says, I want people to see it because if you'll hunger for me, you'll give me the honor for it yeah. too. In other words, they'll come to you and say, how do you have this? You'll say, it's God. Yeah. It's his goodness. It's his glory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
He said, Moses said, show me your glory. He said, I will cause my goodness to pass before yeah. you. Yeah. I'll cause my goodness to pass before you. Mm-hmm. So see, in, in hunger, we've got to hunger. And if we'll hunger, God will give us that supernatural mm-hmm. overflow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the power of God, you know, there's a, uh, in James chapter 4, James t- chapter 4 and verse 6. But he, God, gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, don't don't just say, okay, I'm humble. You know, I showed up on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Just showing up on Sunday morning is like, you know, that's diapers. That's diaper phase. How'd you show up Sunday morning? Yeah. <laughs> How do you show up? What do you do? How do you yield? Are you hungry while you're here? Are you in expectation? Showing up on some Sunday morning is diaper phase, and you've got the majority of the American church still not even in diapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. They're not even in diapers. They're not even showing up. Yeah. They don't, they don't even understand the importance of They have not humbled themselves to the Word to see how important it is to plant themselves in the local church. I've heard a prophecy already that this next year will be the year of the local church. And many people are not even a part of it because they're watching it. You know, they'll watch it online. And okay, if you don't have a church near you that's on fire, watch one that is on fire. But maybe even consider moving and being at that church that is on fire. Because yeah. a church that's alive and on fire is worth it. And God wants you physically there. That's why he said, don't forsake the assembly. Get out of diapers. Mm-hmm. Right? Show up. Be there. Yeah. You can't be full and you can't be an overflow if you're not doing what the Word says. See, that's so clear in this word. Now watch. But people haven't even humbled themselves to it because they've received a worldly idea. I don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. That's the world. And you got the you go. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering why things aren't working. And they might work for a while. But eventually it's going to break. Because it's not humbling ourselves. But he says, watch this, if you humble yourself and you truly give yourself to me, he says, I will give you a grace, and not just grace, a greater grace. In other words, there's a grace release, but there's also a level of greater grace that you can get into and you want to get into. Mm -hmm. Because that grace is an empowerment. To do every godly thing. That means to walk like Jesus. It's an empowerment in your finances. It's an empowerment in your anointing. It's an empowerment to live life to the full till it overflows. Mm -hmm. But it only comes as we humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. And to humble ourselves means that we give ourselves to the Lord and His ways. Mm -hmm. That means when somebody has really done you wrong in your life, you forgive them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I don't care how much wrong they've done. I don't care if they cussed you. I don't care what they did. You forgive them like your father forgave you. And he said, do it every single day, 70 times 7 if you need to. In other words, do it every bit you need. You forgive them. That's God's way. But if you're not, then you're not humbling yourself and you will not have power. Yeah. You'll try to hit the gas in your, in your life. There'll be no grace available to yeah. you. It'll go nowhere quick. Yeah. The Bible says, God, God says, those who humble themselves 
will be exalted. Yes. So God's wanting to exalt people. He's wanting He's to. Wa- he wants to exalt people, but re- but here's the thing. We can like claim the word of God all we want all day long. We can we can say, you know, I'm a conqueror in Christ. I'm the head, not the tail. We can say it every day. Yeah. I know I'm going up. But if we don't humble ourselves, because it's, it's the Bible says those who humble themselves will be exalted. Yes. So ex- exaltation isn't for doesn't doesn't come to everybody. Yeah. It comes to those who humble themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the, in the Old Testament, he says um, he wants to exalt everybody. Yeah. yeah. But he he can't because he put his word mm-hmm. that right. I'm only giving it to those who humble themselves. Right. So yeah. the humble people will be exalted. But God won't. In other words, if he wants us, he'll give us the power yeah. to mm-hmm. get exalted. Mm-hmm. He'll give you the power to put on humility. Mm-hmm. But we have to make up our mind to do it and do it his way. Yeah. And the other verse that, that's been sticking out to me was uh, that God is looking for people. The Bible says the eyes of yeah. the Lord are going to and fro over the yes, earth, yes. looking for people to show himself yes. strong in. But he yeah. doesn't show himself strong in everybody. It's those whose hearts are towards him. Yes. Those who are hungry towards him. Yes. Those who, who are humble towards him. Those are the people that God's going to show himself strong yeah. in you. And I'm believing that that's going to be you. If you, if you, if you go through these, these yeah. five life revelations, you desire to have intimate fellowship with him. You know, those whose hearts are towards him, yeah. that intimate fellowship with him, you know, and all the other things that we've been talking about this week, hungry, humility, um, yeah. um, easy and light. When we dedicate ourselves to these things, then the exaltation will happen. God will show himself strong in you. Yeah. And that, that's why we're talking about these things so that you can go yeah. up. There was something that you mentioned uh, maybe last week, a couple of weeks ago, where you were saying like you know the world they don't necessarily you know they're 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 not drawn to to our morality or they're they're, they they don't you know those like no one says oh you don't cuss i'm gonna get saved now but when they see the goodness of god on your life the exaltation when they see you know god showing himself strong in your life all of a sudden they recognize that's a god that i want to serve yes that's a god that i want to be around you know what they have is something that i that i need yeah you know so 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 people will see the because it's the goodness of god that leads people to repentance yes and when people see the goodness of god manifesting in your life through hunger and humility that's going to change them and that's going to See, we're the salt of the earth. Yeah. You know, we're the salt of the earth. And if you ever eat something salty, what happens is it makes you thirsty, right? It makes you thirsty. And, and as the salt of the earth, th- you know, there's different things. It's preservative, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and stuff like that. But it makes you thirsty. Yeah. And, and when people have a taste of the goodness of God, when they look at you, it'll make them thirsty. Blessed yes. are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, yes. for they'll be filled. So, so being the salt of the earth, we will make people thirsty for the things of God. They'll see us in their spiritual lips will start puckering. They'll be like, there's something I'm missing and, yeah. and they have it and I need it. Yes. And they'll, they'll find that it's Christ in us. Amen. Well, and all of this, it boi- all this entire week, everything in the kingdom boils down to decisions. You know, yeah. nothing just That's right. happens. Yeah. So many people just think that we talked about it earlier, that God just blesses who he wants to bless. And, you know, things just happen. No, yeah. God's a covenant yeah. God and he's in covenant with his word and yes. with his people. Yeah. And so just assuming that we'll, well, I, I can do ever like it would be so stupid of me to think I can do everything pastor can do right now. 
without ever paying the same sort of cost yeah. that pastor paid to have what he has. Yeah. There's a cost to some of this. Jesus yeah. paid the ultimate price for us to have mm-hmm. his grace and his empowerment available for us to have access yeah. to the father. But it comes at our decision to draw on the Lord, our decision to do what he says that we need to yeah. do. It's every bit of this is a decision. It's a decision to be hungry. It's a decision mm-hmm. to be humble. That's why you can't pray and say, well, God make me hungry. Yeah. It's yeah. your decision. It's my yeah. decision. It's our decision. But when you make that decision, here's the, one of the coolest parts about God is when we make the decision, God's like, I'll back it. Yeah, and I'll give you the strength to do it. Mm -hmm. All I needed you to do was make the call. And now that you've made the call, I'm going to give you the resources. I'm going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the wisdom on how to do it. And now that you know that, that this is what you want, I'm going to, I'm going to give you everything you need to make it happen. He's literally just there waiting for us to make that decision. The same way you made the decision to seek Jesus and make him your Lord and savior. That's the kind of decision today can be. I'm going to be hungry today. I'm going to be humble today. And God, you're going to come in and provide the grace that Mm -hmm. I need to see it come to pass, but it won't come to pass without your partnership with it. Everything Mm -hmm. in the kingdom is partnership. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just, that, that's it. But humility is humbling yourself. You know, true humility. Some people think that humility is just being quiet. Yeah. That's not, you know, Jesus got in there and he, he drove out the money changers. That was not a quiet act. At the same time, he was quiet in front of his accusers. Mm-hmm. Both of those items were both humility. Mm-hmm. True humility is humility and submission yeah. to the Word of God and to the leading of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's true humility. And true humility basically is going to do the things contrary to the flesh. So when it doesn't want to forgive, it forgives. When it doesn't want to give or sow, it sows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When it when it doesn't want to, uh, when the flesh doesn't want to worship, it sees that God is worthy of worship. Right? Mm-hmm. And He says, "I'm going to worship anyway. I'm humbling myself to Him." Yeah. When it when it doesn't want to win a soul, it says, "This is the heartbeat of God. I'm going to go win yeah. souls." Yeah. You know, and I'm going to study so that I know how to do it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it says, I, "I'm going to get good enough that I can make disciples, yeah. that I can help lead people to the discipline of the Lord." Yeah. When I don't feel like it. it's going to read their Bible when they don't, when they don't, when their flesh doesn't want to. True humility is doing the things in the way of God. It's forgiving when you don't want to forgive. It's going to church when you don't feel like it is. It's staying late when you don't feel like it is. Getting up early when you don't feel like it in the flesh. Your flesh is always at war against the spirit. But when we set our mind on the flesh, it always ends in a death or in a lack. But when we set our mind on the things of the Spirit and humbling ourselves to the things of God, it's life yeah. and peace. And it brings an overflow of the supernatural power and grace of yep. God into yeah. our lives. But we must humble ourselves to His ways. Yeah. Yeah. What has He told us to do? There's so many things that people are so used to doing it their way mm-hmm. that that they miss out on humility and they miss out. One of the great things about hunger and humility is it keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hunger and humility keeps you out of trouble, right? 
Um, when you humble yourself to the Word, you'll see it and you'll say, oh, I've not been living like that. Let me change it. Yeah. You know, Let me change that. Um, I, I'm, my mom's here today, and, and one of the conversations we had several years ago was she, she told me, she said, I used to be really, really fearful of these things and different things. She said, I realize I can't be like that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And so she humbled herself to seek yeah. to put down those fears. Yeah. But even though that, you know, many people would say, well, this is normal. Well, it may be normal to the world, to the Yugo, mm-hmm. but it's not normal to God. Yeah. yeah. It's not. He says, perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just means we've not entered into yeah. Him. Yeah. Right? We've not humbled ourselves into Him. And so humility will, will be willing, watch this, humility will be willing on the scale to say, maybe I'm not where I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not where I thought I was, and maybe I'm, you know, in other words, like for me, even all the things that we're operating in now, I don't feel like we've graduated. I feel like we're in first grade. I mean, we just saw four miracles a couple weeks ago, but in that one, there was more that happened and more since then, Mm -hmm. but I still feel like we're in first grade. Yeah. You know, we we got right at 2,000 commitments to Christ this year Mm -hmm. in a lockdown. Yeah. And I still feel like we're in first grade. There's more. Yeah, there's so much more because God is that big. God is that big. But so, in other words, I could say, well, we won that many. We're operating in this power. Oh, we're up here for sure. But humility says, are we? I... Because when I compare what I see yeah. compared with what I see is normal to God. 3,000 in a day. 3,000 in a day. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... Eh, maybe we're not quite that high. And, and here's, here's the issue. When I think that we're this high, mm. I'll stop hungering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I won't be filled anymore. Yeah. I, I'm at a ceiling. Mm-hmm. But when I see, when humility sees where I really am mm-hmm. in, on the curve of Christ, rated at looking at Christ as the example then all of a sudden, I've got growth potential. Yeah. Now, I just took the ceiling off. Yep. And everything can go up. Yeah. So I can either be prideful about where we are and what we're doing, or I can humble myself and give ourselves growth potential. Yeah. And to whom much is given, much is required. And the one who buries his talent is a wicked servant. Yeah. So if I have growth potential, but I see myself as almost there, then I'm effectively burying what I could grow into. Yeah. And we, we have done that as a church and done that as individuals. And we can't do that. We've got we, hunger and humility. Look, look back at Nazareth. If they would, why would they reject Jesus? Because they thought they knew something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They thought they had some knowledge. And did they have some knowledge? Some. Did they have what they thought they did? No. Humility, humility would have said, maybe there's something I'm missing. Yeah. Maybe there, and that humility would have listened to Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's like the day, you know, you remember the day I get up and I start, you know, and I get it. Men, much of the church world has preached against like speaking in tongues. They, many, much of the church world has said that the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is a demon. 
Many, much of the church world has wrongly done that. Yeah. It's, it's bordering on blasphemy, if not blas blasphemous, yeah. straight out, right? Yeah. And yet, so many people are deceived about that. Yeah. And they don't know. And I, you know, I can teach on that for hours, but it's what the Word says, not what I think. You what can the go word back says. in the archives and watch yeah, videos. Yeah, there's, there's, anyway. <laughs> so one day I get up here and I, and I start praying in tongues. And I watch, we had a guest that day, she was sitting on the back row. And uh, I watch, as soon as I start praying in tongues, she gets nervous. And within just a couple of seconds, she grabs her stuff and literally runs out the door. Yep. Right? Now, here's the thing. Later that day, we had two miracles that day. Yep. So the proof that she needed that it was God was sitting here, but she missed it because she wasn't, she hadn't humbled herself. I know, I know that this is wrong. Yeah. No. You're actually uncomfortable with it because you haven't learned about it because yeah. you haven't studied about it. You don't know that because if you knew that, you actually, if you knew the truth, you actually would have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you would have seen God back it up mm -hmm. with two miracles yeah. and you would have seen the very power that you need in your life. But see, that lack of humility because I think I know something, yeah. right, Had, took them out of that. Same thing at Nazareth with hunger. If they were, all right, let's say that they're, they're humble, you know, but they're, they're not hungry. They're not hungry. They're not going to reach for more. Yeah. They're not going to say, well, maybe there's even more to this, you know. But hunger, even if they weren't humble, mm -hmm. hunger for those things would say, what is he talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm hungry mm -hmm. to know more. Yeah. Well, one of the, what, the whole time you're talking, what it brings up to me is Marky. Surprise. Um, Marky, when she moved here, she had... She had some overcoming to do in the department of soul winning. Like she, right. she used to be so scared about about doing it and failing. And I, like I, I took her, I think within the first month of her being here. And if I'm if I'm wrong, Marky, let me know. But I'm pretty sure she teared up when I was like, "We're gonna go talk." <laughs> nope. Yeah. But she's been humble this yeah. whole time and her hunger, like she's, she was a, she's a Bible school student. She graduated from a school that's known for soul winning yeah. and yet yeah. that still tried to be there, but she never allowed herself to stop mm -hmm. growing in yeah. these things. She never yeah. let herself quit. Mm -hmm. There were moments with she her was flesh. Hung, she was, she's here yes. because she was hungry yes. and when she got here, she put on humility. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. her flesh tried to bucket, like yeah. her flesh tried really hard to, but she gave herself yeah. to it. One of the last times we went out soul winning, like she's now excited to go. Like she now <laughs> will lead, she'll take the youth to go teach them how to soul win. Amen. Like I can't talk, I'll, I'll start crying if I keep talking about it, but legitimately one of the last times we had soul winning Saturday here, she was in a group of people. Her flesh had such a reaction to going that she literally had rashes on her chest that because her flesh still didn't want to yeah. go, but she's gotten to the point where it's no, I'm yeah. not letting my flesh tell me what to do or what's right. My hunger yeah. and my humility for the things of God are going to be my determining yes. factor with yes. this. And because of that, she led people to Jesus yeah. that day, and they're not going to hell because yeah. of it. It's your flesh doesn't get to determine what you do. That's right. You determine what your flesh does. You determine what your vessel does. Yeah. You don't need to listen to your flesh. You can tell your flesh to shut up yeah. and hunger after God yeah. that much more. How yeah. many people are going to know Jesus now because Marky chose to grow in yeah. these things and yeah. chose to keep being hungry yeah. and humble? What yeah. an awesome testimony. Amen. 
So hunger and humility will keep you out of trouble. Mm -hmm. It will open up growth potential. It will fill you with supernatural overflow, yeah. with supernatural grace and power, yeah. right? It'll open all this. It'll, it'll cause you to have supernatural fruit. Yeah. Hunger and humility will take you to the, like if she wouldn't yeah. have given in with hunger and humility, she would have had no fruit. Now that is fruit that will be in her eternal account yeah. because she was hungry and humble in that way. So hunger and humility opens up all of these great, great things. Okay, mm -hmm. opens it all up. But I want you to see something. I want to. I want to show you where we're where we are as a society. You know what's interesting is we're talking about one of the greatest revelations in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've steadily watched the numbers on here go down, down. Of who's watching today? Down, 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 down. Now I understand some people they can't watch the whole broadcast. They got to get back to work and different things. But we've had other days where they continue to rise or they stay. They generally will stay at a steady level. Mm -hmm. But what I'm showing you is people think that they've arrived or they have enough knowledge in it where they don't need to hear this message. Mm -hmm. That's a lack of hunger and a lack of humility as a general reason. I'm not saying everybody that went away, you know, didn't have reason. You know, that, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying as a general rule, it'll add to yeah. if people are hungry for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But see, that's the thing. The, the place where we're at in society and in the church society, you know, Sage is still here listening after all this time. You know, he's a minister. Yeah. That's why he's growing. That's why yeah. God's blessing their ministry. Mm -hmm. And he is Sage. And so here, here's one of the things. After all this time, uh, the condition of the American church has been a uh, church without hunger mm -hmm. and a church without humility. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see this. Even last year, you know, this is another good example of this. We, we had the lockdown. People have been in lockdown for about six weeks. Yeah. And then we moved and we have Easter. Now, here's the thing. Amen, Johnny. He says, I need to hear this. Here's the thing. After people have been in lockdown for six weeks, they're ready to get out. In this area, we were one of the only churches. I think there was one other church I'm aware of that was having, yeah. having church smaller than us, mm -hmm. and um, I don't think many people knew about it. We were the, one of the only ones having church, we and we were having it. it outside, and we're promoting it every yeah. week. It was known yeah. in the county that we're having church. Easter, who's the Lord of, uh, who's supposed to be the Lord of the church's life? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. And this is the day we celebrate his resurrection and ours. Yeah. If there was any day, and they've been inside for six weeks. Yeah. If there was any day I come out and, and see, we weren't even, we were all sitting in our car separate and everybody social distancing, all this stuff. And I think we had two extra vehicles. We had less three. people than we normally did yeah. on drive-in church. Yeah. We, it was like, and I'm sitting there going, and our theme this whole year was it's time for an awakening. Yep. See, here's what I want you to see. Here's the location that we've been in. And we're still in this location yet. Like it has begun, but we are not there. Yeah. Is the church needs to wake up. Yeah. It needs to wake up. It needs, and, and it, without hunger and humility, mm -hmm. you are not aw awake. Mm -mm. Without hunger and humility, you're not awake. Without the church, without hunger and humility, is not awake. Mm -mm. It's not awake. But here's the issue. When you, when you aren't humble, 
you would say, oh yeah, I'm hungry right. and I'm humble. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. So you got to be willing to challenge that in, in ourselves. And we have to yeah. as the church, you know, because here's the thing about the church. If we're awake, we'd be having fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There would be fruit. There'd be churches that are winning souls much more than they are. Mm -hmm. Making disciples, walking in supernatural power, walking in supernatural revelation, mm -hmm. walking in the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And walking every church and individual would be walking in a intimate fellowship yeah. with God. Yeah. That church without hunger and humility is not awake. And a church that's awake has fruit. Yeah. Yeah. A church that's asleep is snoring. It makes noise and it irritates everybody. It's true. But there's no fruit. Yeah. But a church that's awake is productive. Yeah. yeah. And the church has not been productive in America. It's been asleep and it's not been hungry. Mm -hmm. The church has not been hungry and it's not been humble. And why do I say that? Because we need to be praying. Yeah. If you feel like you're moving towards more hunger and humility, which should be all of us, we need to be praying that the church awakens. Yeah. We need to be praying that the church will wake up, that the church will produce fruit, yeah. that the glorious church made in the image and yeah. likeness of Jesus Christ will take its place in yeah. this earth and be the light, be the glory yeah. and awaken. It's time for an awakening and we won't have it without proper hunger and humility in the church. And when the church wakes up, the world will see it yeah. and be drawn to it. And we will reap the harvest of the ages before Jesus comes back. Yeah. And that's right where we're at. And so if you're watching this, you at least either God had you tune in right at this moment or you are hungry for the things of God and you've humbled yourself. And I'm telling you, if you got that hunger and humility or God's put you on this right now, then you need to make sure that you are praying. Lord, I pray that the church around the world awakens. I pray, Lord, let me wake up. Let the church wake up. Let us walk in what you have for us in Jesus name. To in the fullness of it, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you. We just pray right now and we agree. Let the church wake up. Let, it's time for an awakening. We've heard your word. We put faith on it. The awakening is happening now. Lord, let it happen in full. Let the awakening happen in full in Jesus' name. Let the hunger and the humility be grabbed a hold of by the church and let them be filled to overflowing with your power and your supernatural provision, Lord. Let them be full and overflow. Lord, let them overflow. Let your anointing overflow. It's time. The harvest is ready. The fields are white unto harvest, Lord. Let us get the harvest in as we awaken and we hunger for you and we humble ourselves to you and your ways. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Lord, draw your pastors, draw your ministers higher. Lord, put in them a hunger. Put in them a desire for hunger. You won't make them hungry, Lord, but show them that there's more. Lord, awaken them to the more. Awaken them yeah. to the fullness. Yeah. Awaken them to the reality of your normal. Awaken them to the fire of God. Lord, awaken them now in Jesus' name. Let your anointing and your power flow in them.
Let them see it, grasp for it, and receive it, and walk in it, Lord, so that they can show the world what Jesus looks like. Let it be now. Lord, we humble ourselves. Lord, we recognize and we realize that we walked in some, but we have not walked in all. But we are going to walk in all in the name of Jesus. Lord, let us recognize that we've been hungry some. That's why we're listening today. But we've not been hungry at the full level. Even myself, Lord, with, with fasting and all that stuff, Lord, there's more. And Lord, I hunger for more. I've got to have you. I need you. I can't do this without you. Lord, we can't do this without you. We need you. And we've got to have you. We've got to have you. And Lord, by faith, we reach out in hunger and humility. And by faith, we grab hold of you. And we have you. We receive you now in your fullness. And we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for visiting us. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, let your anointing hit people while they're watching this. Let your fire fall on people even while they're watching this, Lord. Let the fire of God touch their lives and let them never be the same. In Jesus' name, let this week of revelation turn their life completely around yep. to the fullness of your plan, the fullness of your destiny. Lord, let your fire burn in them in the name of Jesus. Just pray with me right now. Say it wherever you're at. Lord, right now, you are the Lord of my life. I believe that God brought you back to life and you raised me up from that place of death. Fill me, Fill Jesus, me Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Fill, me, Fill me, Jesus, with your with fire. fire. Baptize, baptize me with the Holy Ghost the Holy and Ghost baptize me and with fire so that I will never be the same. I'll never be the same, but I'll be hungry and humble for you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. If you prayed that prayer in any level for fire, for the Holy Ghost, you know, just to reconnect with God, you know, to, to meet him, for him to be your Lord. If you prayed that prayer and it meant something to you, send us a message. You can send it here. You can send it. Go to whatsright.com. What's right. Uh, what's W-R-I-G-H-T. What's right.com. Go there. Send us a message. Connect with us. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power. You're pouring it out on us. Our lives will not be the same. Say it with me right now. Say, Lord, Lord my, life my life will not be the same, be the same after this day. After this in day, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. As you were praying, what, um, what came up to me was for every person watching, take hope. Yeah. Like, take hope. Hope there have yeah. been this week are keys that will turn the tide in your life yes. where the enemy has tried to grate away hope. These five revelations are keys yes. that he has given yeah. to you specifically, whoever is watching every person. Yes. These are keys for you that if you will take them, yeah. they will turn the tide in your life toward what is good, what is full of life and what is yes. full of hope. So mm -hmm. take that hope, take these keys and watch your life go yes. to the places you've only yes. dreamt you could go. That's what these are. Go get them, download them, yes. watch yeah. them on repeat, make these your yeah. life revelations and watch as the I enemy that tried to once grade away your hope, the Lord today starts to restore it now yes. in yeah. Jesus name.
Amen. On the Kimbeke. You have anything else? Glory to God. Father, we just praise you for your goodness and pouring it out on us today in revelation, in hope. Thank you, Lord. In a fire. Thank you, Lord. In hunger and humility, raising us to different levels. Lord, let us walk in the fullness of what you have for us. The fullness. Thank you. The supernatural fullness. The overflow. Not just full, but overflow. Thank you. You gorge us as we hunger and thirst for you. Thank you. Lord, let us crave you. Yes, Lord. Seek you greedily. Like a predator seeks a prey. Lord, let us humble ourselves and operate in grace and greater grace. In Jesus' name, we (laughs) praise you and we worship you. Today, if you know, we sow this broadcast, we sow it into the world every weekday, and we love you, we believe in you, and we pray for you. If you want to partner with us, you can partner at uh, whatsright.com. You can go to giveww.com. Uh, dot org. It's right there on the screen. Or on Facebook, you can put in hashtag donate and the amount following it. And uh, whatever amount you want, you just put it after there. Mm-hmm. And you can sow one time or you can go to giveww.org and you can partner with us. But don't just partner with us in, in finances only. Partner in prayer. Mm-hmm. Partner in you know what's going on, what the new things are. You can sign up for the newsletter there as well. If you would like to sow today, you can type that into Facebook or you can go to giveww.org. Mm-hmm. But we just pray for that. Lord, whatever anybody sows and gives, Lord, let it be blessed. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto their lives, multiplied supernaturally and quickly, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for your Thank goodness you, and your mercy. Lord, return Thank those you, seeds to that person and let them return quickly and supernaturally, powerful, multiplied over and over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. One thing I know I want to tell everybody, you, you can tell them about the Christmas uh, service that we're going to have. And next weekend. Yeah, and, but next weekend. Next weekend is our Holy Ghost weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to tell our whole church here, mm-hmm. do not miss mm-hmm. one of the things. There's mm-hmm. something special yeah. and something important about this Holy Ghost weekend. Mm-hmm. So what we do yeah. is we have prayer, Friday night prayer from 6 p.m. to midnight. And then on Saturday, we have a Saturday soul winning, right? Mm-hmm. Soul winning Saturday. And uh, we'll meet here at 1 p.m. And then we'll go out for several hours and win souls. I just, we're believing God for over a hundred souls uh, out as we go out just then one day, over a hundred souls committed to Christ. And we're going to see it in Jesus' name. Come be a part with us. Even if you've never done it before, we'll teach you, we'll show you. Come be a part with us. And uh, we're going to do that. But then also on Sunday, there it is, there's the graphic. On Sunday, we'll have our service at 10 a.m. And at 4 p.m. that afternoon, we'll have the Holy Ghost, uh, Holy Spirit service. And it's going to be awesome. So that's the Holy Ghost weekend. Prayer on Friday, Soul Winning Saturday. There's something special in this special service Sunday afternoon at 4. There's something special on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, We do it every weekend. That's the second Friday of the month. Every weekend, that's the second Friday, is our Holy Ghost weekend. 
and uh, we want you to come and be a part of it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, then we have a very special Christmas service coming out. I'll let Barrett tell you about that. Yeah, that'll be December 20th. So this upcoming weekend, not tomorrow, but next weekend will be yeah. Holy Spirit weekend. December 20th, we get to have our Christmas service. It's Christmas yeah. at Boomerang. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be super yeah. fun. For every kid who comes, every child who's in super kid age, you're, we're going to have a free gift for you. And then we're going to have Christmas giveaways. So we're giving away a Nintendo Switch. I don't know yeah. if I just have permission to do that, but I just announced <laughs> it. Um, and we're going to have like a special gift for uh, the women, a special gift for the men. We're going to yeah. have a time to eat afterwards where everybody who's in the building, we're going to have a fellowship time of yes. lunch. Like it's going to be so awesome. And that's just the, like the fun extra stuff. We get to worship the Jesus together. We get to yes. celebrate his birth and yeah. rejoice as a body together. It's going to be so yes. wonderful. Yeah. And we want you to be a part of that. That will be Sunday, December 20th yes. at 10 a.m. here at Boomerang. You are wanted to come. Yeah. So come, even if you're not from here. Yep. Mama Crabtree, whenever you finally <laughs> watch this, please come. I'd yes. love to see you. Anybody who's watching, come and be a part as the Lord leads you. Mama Crabtree is so, uh, that's that's Buddy's mom. Yes. She is so diligent Sorry. to watch the broadcast. <laughs> like I see her commenting every day. She'll come in and watch the whole broadcast yeah. and comment yeah. and everything. I still see people donating yeah. and, and sewing. Lord, thank you thank for you. so for the people that are sewing. Lord, bless them yeah. in Jesus' name. Pour it out. Multiply yeah. to you, them Lord. in every way. Yeah. And again, if you're just joining us, I'll tell you, this has been a week of the five most important revelations for an abundant life. Yeah. And uh, it finished today. Yeah. But listen, go back and listen to Monday through yeah. Friday because did y'all enjoy them? Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. know y'all have heard a lot of it, but it was something different and special yeah. this week. So. And you can live it like, yeah. I don't know, people have different understandings of technology. If you don't know, you can literally yeah. download these videos on Facebook. I'm a, I don't know if you can on YouTube, but on Facebook, if you, where the three dots are up in the upper right-hand corner, just click it yeah. and hit download, and you can download the video. And so you can do that, screen grab it, like ask us for it. We can yeah. send it to you. Like yeah. we don't care how you get it. You can can get it yeah. and watch these on replay like it'll change Amen. your life it'll be great Amen. we love you so very much if you haven't done it yet share the broadcast just share it one time that's good every, each day but uh, share the broadcast people need to hear this yeah. we love you we'll see you next week it's going to be a great week Amen. of lunch plus we love you so very much and uh, anything else nope All we right. love you bye guys bye. love you have a great weekend <laughs>